<laughs> hey, you know what? Half of that sounding like me dying actually never made it through to the recording because my microphone wasn't turned on, so that was wonderful. Only Jeff got to hear that. Uh, welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to another Technical Alpha podcast. Oh, God. It's like the first time I had talked since I woke up today, and I was clearly not prepared uh, for that uh, for that to happen. Another Technical Alpha podcast. Glad you could join us today. Hopefully you're having a good one. Had a good, solid week. Uh, got another a great show lined up for you, as always. Uh, you know, a couple of spicy things happening this week in the world of gaming. Well, in the world of everything, really, this week has just been one of those weeks uh, for uh, for many people. And we'll talk a little bit about that, of course, uh, amongst other things. If it's your first time here, whether you're uh, listening to us live on Twitch, oh my lord, I've already leaked. I've already leaked the entire podcast. Didn't go full screen before switching over. Now everyone knows what we're going to talk about. Might as well just wrap it up now. <laughs> Send it off. You guys can just read it and go Google it later. Uh, yeah, we uh, we got another great show. If you're joining us for the first time here on Twitch, thank you very much for checking us out. If you're checking us out on YouTube or if you're, you've been sent this on RSS feed somewhere because a friend said, Hey, there's two idiots talking about shit. Maybe you'll like it. Welcome. We'll uh, we'll try and uh, and keep you uh, we'll try and keep you intrigued for at least the next hour and a half as we work our way through things. But before we get started, most important question of the week, Mister Black, how was your week? Um, it was another week. Didn't really got a haircut. A lot. Oh yeah, I got that. Yeah, I got a haircut yesterday, and uh, it was long overdue. And um, yeah, my birthday's on Sunday. And um heading mm. to Vegas next week, so just kinda Have you stopped counting? Yes. <laughs> yes. I'm old, man. <laughs> I'm old. Do you officially feel like like even though even though there's yes. some people in our community who are in their forties now and they're looking at you going, Shut up, you haven't got there yet. Do you feel old now? Has has hey do you, is, have you yes. reached the, the age? Yes. And it's mainly just because my body. You know, my body, of course. Is just, my body, you know, when, when I, when I turned like 30 years old, I was like, Oh, I'm old. But like my body was still fine. You know, now, no, like no. everything hurts. It's Back not fine sore, anymore. Knees get sore, stomach issues. Can't fucking eat shit. Tons of stuff. Just tired all the fucking time. Just, just drained, man. Just, I'm an old man. Um, and I feel it, and and I have a kid, which also makes you feel older. That's um, true. I think that's like I think that's the real kicker. Like without a kid, you'd feel old, but you'd still there'd be some part of you that didn't feel like you know the adulthood hadn't hit yet. You get a kid. Yeah, I mean, I it's know a, I'm still young. Like yes, you know, in the grand I'm scheme of things, yes. turning thirty six. Yes, you know, it's like you got you got some miles left in the tank. Of course, but <laughs> I definitely feel thirty six. Yes. yes. Yeah, I think that comes with sitting in a chair for 15 straight years. Uh, like 80% of what you described is probably just by nature of sitting in a chair for 15 years and really not doing what we knew we should have been doing. Yeah, we didn't like, do it. We just didn't do it. We get no. the fuck out the chair once every hour for like five minutes. Nothing yeah. would have changed in our career if we had done that except for less fucked up body. Like, like, like that's it. Five minutes. Every hour. We didn't do it. We knew what we were doing. We were just ignoring it. Yep. I keep telling myself every day, today is the day. I'm going to turn on the stream. Once every hour, I'm going to get up and move around. Nope. 
Didn't happen again. Last night, turn on the stream, playing fucking, uh, been playing some Valheim for the last couple of days, checking out the, the, the update from not long ago, and, and just, it's like Minecraft or whatever, you're playing it, you start building something, time disappears. You don't know what fucking time it is. I looked down at my, I looked down at my phone, and, you know, Am has messaged me three times because I haven't looked at my phone in two and a half hours. Oh, Kayla does that all the time. She's like, you didn't get my text? I'm like, Kayla, I haven't looked at my phone in six hours. <laughs> and it's sitting right beside me. I just... I, It'll I be just right beside me. Nothing. Nothing. I just won't even look at it. <laughs> anyway. So, anyway. Yeah, that, that, that happens. That definitely... I know that's what fucked me up, too. So, uh, you know, it's, it's, uh, it's just that, you know, science. You can't beat it. Um, my week was, uh, oh, it was another week, so M officially, uh, got back on a plane and headed out west to do some more, uh, travel nursing, uh, where, same place she was last time, and, uh, uh, immediately upon getting there, had, we had some good times, so, uh, we thought, you know, when we got the, the ticket from the agency, we're like, oh shit, oh, this is great, it's a direct flight. From Halifax to Vancouver, and then it's just a, a hop skip because it's inner it's inner provincial at that point. Hot hop skip and a jump, great. Whereas last time, you know, because they, they're trying to the agencies are trying to get the cheapest tickets possible, so you're looking at like eighty six stopovers and fucking oh, three days no. in hotels and shit. Like, nah, bro. And so last time it was it was like a couple stops. This time direct direct there, fantastic. All she had to do was stay a night in a hotel. Woke up the next day, away she go. Problem is, when she got out in the middle of buttfuck nowhere, along with several other people, and pretty much everyone that's flying out there, are out there as either a nurse or, or, or a laborer, like either for the oil field or some other shit that's going on up there. They didn't have the baggage. For like half the, the, half the plane. They just, no luggage. For any of them. Guy came out, delivered the luggage in, it's like, it, it, the way that she described it, Jeff, it sounded like she was in Bangor. Like, our, the, 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 the building was tiny, there were four employees, they were all impossible to find, the only employees there were, like, car rental agencies, and then the rest of the building was just fucking an empty, vacuous fucking void, and then this guy comes out, you know, on the trolley that they drive out on the, on the, on the tarmac, they got the luggage, one dude offloading it, says, that's it, turns around and leaves, and before anyone can realize that only half the luggage is even there, that dude's fucking gone, the plane has started up, their ass is fucking at a dodge, and everyone's standing there going, well, shit, where the, what the fuck are we supposed to do? We're here to work, and none of us have, like, anything more than our carry-on, so, we, uh, like, M had, like, her scrubs and, and all that shit are in that, in this bag. So it's like, oh, god damn it. So anyway, we spent three or four days with Air Canada and, and everything else trying to find this luggage. Thankfully, uh, two days ago now, they delivered the luggage to uh, to where she's staying, uh, and we got it. But before then, like, so she lands, and she's working basically that, like, basically that day. So she lands, and she gets to the uh, the hotel, and then she has to go and walk to the, the the shopping district that's like 20 minutes away and then she bought like a couple of t-shirts at the dollar store and then she fucking like tried to get a couple of supplies came back dressed up it was like i love canada t-shirt from the dollarama and fucking went to work and like did a 12-hour shift or whatever and came back and i was like oh my god can we how in 2023 
in a direct flight by the the nation's premier, it's called, literally called Air Canada. You're flying within Canada. It's a direct flight. There is like no possible way you could lose luggage, and like thirty people are stranded in the middle of nowhere without fucking luggage. It's just beyond me. Like how technology. How does it work, Mr. Black? Beyond that, though, house is going really well. We, uh, Smitty came over to wrap up, like, the last of the, um, electrical stuff. Uh, so at this point, we are just mere days away from, uh, booking the inspector to come over and, you know, poke their nose into places they shouldn't be poking their nose, uh, and take a look at things. Uh, all the other stuff in the house is more or less done and move-in ready uh, there's more to be done, but it, you, we could, you know, move into it, uh, in the next, probably within the next week. Uh, dad and I have to do a couple more things in the, in the kitchen, but otherwise, uh, we're pretty much done. So that's, that was exciting to get to that point of the project. Uh, and beyond that, yeah, just streaming whenever I got some fucking time. Valheim, like I said, was my, my gig the last couple of days and playing Monopoly and Scrabble. It's a very exciting life. Let me tell you. I couldn't put more sarcasm on that if I tried. That's all I had. <laughs> now it's time to talk about video game news, Mr. Black. You ready to talk Woo! about video game news? Woo! Almost immediately following, and I mean almost immediately following the po- podcast last week, because that's just how this podcast goes. Wizards of the Coast came out and uh, said, hey, our bad. And if you remember last week, Wizards of the Coast uh, were getting lambasted for their changes to the open gaming license, the long-standing 20-plus-year license that has ruled over Dungeons & Dragons specifically in terms of what other people can use the property for. Uh, And they just drafted a thing, put it... We're going to put it out and be like, yeah, seven days, get fucked. Retroactive in the whole nine yards. As you can imagine... Everyone in the community uh, blew them the fuck up for that, uh, and they they came out and said, you know what, our bad. Classic business behavior. Do something, walk it back a little bit, and then everyone's happy. It's kind of like what, how this seems to be going. Uh, but they said, you know what, our bad. Walked a lot of it back. Following that, they announced that sometime this week, uh, and up to, I think, the, the 20th, which of course is tomorrow, so again, just in time for the podcast, uh, they're going to be releasing an updated version of the of that that draft, and then they are going to be doing surveys with people to um, to figure out where people are happy, where people are unhappy, and try to find some sort of of common middle ground to make this a little less of a uh, one way street uh, of sorts. Now. Two or three things that they had immediately changed, or two chiefly here that I have listed, that a lot of people would be most interested in, I'm sure, is that they are saying that the license will remain royalty-free, which is different from what they had originally posted uh, in this updated version. And uh, the earlier OGL, so anyone that has an OGL contract, or they had they have a business built upon the previous OGL, that's not getting touched. They're no longer retroactively going back and fucking people in the butthole. They're just leaving it alone. They said, hey, you already had the contract. We're just going to leave it. If you want to stay with that, if you want to upgrade to the new one, I'm sure they're going to incentivize that somehow. But nevertheless, they're not going to force backwards compatibility with the previous OGL license holders uh, or licensees, I should say. Uh, And so that's where we're at with that right now. We'll have to wait and see uh, what, and apparently not very long, within the next 24 hours, we'll see what the updated thing is, and then we'll see if they'll release what the general response to these these surveys and stuff are as they try to find 
a better OGL moving forward. Pathfinder, which was an uh, like an offshoot of Dungeons and Dragons to begin with, and was kind of, uh, to my knowledge, created during a different "oops, we fucked up" moment for Wizards of the Coast many years ago. Uh, Pathfinder creators Paizo announced that they will be working with other game companies uh, similar to themselves to create a system-neutral open RPG license. And so, just by virtue of stepping out and opening their mouth and saying something stupid, Wizards of the Coast have once again, uh, you know, brought Pathfinder and, and crew to the forefront, and now they're going to do something that will just bring even more competition to them. Instead of just keeping their fucking mouth shut. They just had to open their mouth, and they shot themselves in both feet, and now we've got to friggin' uh, come up with a way to, uh, to make this new contract work while also fighting the fact that they now are going to give themselves more competition. Which is kind of what we talked about last week. When you do something like they did, they can't copyright the rule set. Somebody is going to come out and fuck you in the asshole. And this is, this is what's happening. It just, I don't think people thought necessarily that Pathfinder, who is already a major competitor, would be the one to do it. That's probably the worst case scenario for Wizards of the Coast. And unfortunately for them, worst case scenario has reared its ugly head. So we'll see how that plays out as well. Uh, the tech sector, Mr. Black, it's in rough shape. Mm. It's right, you know, they always use like in crypto, they always called it, you know, the red, you know, the, a red, a red day. Uh, you know, a bloody Friday, uh, et cetera, et cetera. You'd go online, you'd turn on your crypto portfolio, and you'd see everything was down 4,000% because there was no such thing as reasonable swings in crypto. You were either up 4x to 20x to 200x, or you were down 1,000x. There was nothing in between. You never opened up your crypto por- uh, portfolio and said, hey, we're up 0.7% today. Nice! You opened that shit up, and it was, oh shit, we 500x'd overnight, or I'm broke. Well, that's happening in the tech sector right now, as you can see in just about every one of the fucking companies that rule the world right now. You look at the stock price after experiencing the high, lofty highs of 2019 through 2021 and change, uh, where they often, almost all of them peaked highest valuation. The trillionaire club of company valuations grew uh, uh, a few times in that period, and if, well, it's, it's been a little rough. They're still up. You know, if you look at the long, the long chart, five years, clearly they're still fucking way up. But everyone looking at the near term are like, oh my god, everything's bad. And of course, with that comes layoffs. And lots of fucking layoffs have been happening in the tech sector. I'm sure many people have heard of several. I think every major tech company has already announced theirs. Uh, but chiefly, and what we're going to talk about today, because it's pertinent to the gaming sector, Microsoft announced 10,000 layoffs here this week. And we discovered not long after that announcement that uh, a not insignificant portion of that 10,000 were actually also part of their gaming division. And to drill down even further than that, many of them were at 343 Industry, the, of course, uh, the, the curators of Halo. Uh, some were also, uh, also at Bethesda, uh, but the, uh, the, ones, the, the majority of, of all uh, announcements that I saw were, in, were from 343 Industry. I suppose that's not shocking, uh, given the, the, you know, the state of affairs with Halo. It's been a very tumultuous, rocky, um, uh, faltering, I think is probably a pretty good word, experience ever since they launched the game, and even pre-launch, it was a very, uh, 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 a very uh, uh, not smooth process. And so a lot of them are getting laid off. Many people taking to social media to announce that they were, in fact, part of the layoffs, uh, and, uh, and then in the midst of all of that, 
the uh, an ex senior multiplayer uh, designer for Halo who now works at I mean this is the, if you look at his resume the man gets around he he does some pretty big projects the ex uh, senior uh, multiplayer designer for Halo Patrick Wren put out uh, put the management on blast for the failures of Halo Infinite he says that and this was during his time and whatever while he was doing Halo. He says that the developers on the front lines fought to make the best Halo game possible, but incompetent leadership consistently got in their way. Uh, and that seems to line up from what we've watched. If you watch, like, a lot of the developer releases and interviews ever since 343 Industries took over, they've publicly said some pretty crazy shit, like, we just don't like Halo, or or this is just not Halo, and, and even though it was Halo, we're making Halo different, and they, like, they've said some just very, what what, is, what are the words coming out of your mouth type shit, and so it wouldn't shock me if the management coming up with things, I mean, remember what we talked about where it was released, Mr. Black, that for Halo Infinite, they were considering crafting, remember that one? I do remember. What are the odds that was an actual just on-the-grounds developer that's been making Halo for 10 years, sat down and said, hey guys! Crafting! You think that was them, or do you think that was somebody that was in a management position that saw crafting being popular elsewhere and came in and said, you know what could use some crafting? Halo. Make it happen. And thank God they stepped in and said, you know, I think it was, was Joe Statton, when they hired Joe Statton to come in, and, and I think it was Joe, if I'm not mistaken, somebody can correct me if I'm wrong, but they did, they, whoever they brought in, they said, no, what the fuck? Stop the madness. What do you mean crafting and Halo? Halo. Do you know what Halo is? You don't put craft- this is not Minecraft. Don't put crafting in Halo. The fuck is wrong with you? Uh, and coincidentally, also in the midst of this, we discovered that Joe Statton, who everyone that was holding on to the last shred of copium for Halo Infinite, they announced that Joe Statton was coming back to try and help stabilize the team, bring his expertise of Halo over the years to the team, and try and right the ship. He ain't there anymore. <laughs> So, Joe Stadden, it's not that he was laid off, Microsoft just took Joe and said, you're going to come back and just be in your, what your position was before, you're working with the general Xbox division, you're not being placed back in 343 anymore, and so now we have all these layoffs, plus Joe Stadden is pulled out, we've seen what happened in the last while here towards the end with 343's um, updates at the end of 2022, uh, every, everything is, is burning, Right now. So the question becomes, Mr. Black, knowing these things, and to get you involved in this, this conversation a little bit, do you think that this is no. Microsoft... Put, <laughs> do you think that this is Microsoft perhaps no longer wanting to overinvest in Halo as it is, and maybe trying to figure out what the future of Halo actually looks like? Or even better, do you even think that Microsoft knows what the fuck Halo looks like anymore? Because uh, it's they're supposed to be their flagship game. Like, Halo is supposed to be... Yeah, but it's not, though. But it's not anymore. And whose fault is that, really? And I don't I even suppose. know. Do, do they even consider it their flagship game anymore? Well, given they spent $500 million for Infinite, I'm going to say probably. Yeah, you might be right. <laughs> <laughs> um, I mean, they wasted $500 million, so they might not anymore by the time this is this is all said and done. Right. Um, bro, I don't know, man. I, I'm just so tired. Of, Halo is so dead to me that it's just not even funny. Like, it's just, and I think it's so dead to so many people at this point. 
Like, well, if it wasn't, it's it's getting even progressively deader as time goes on, for sure. Yeah, I don't know. It almost seems like it almost seems like they're just thrown in the towel, man. It almost just seems like they're thrown in the towel. I think Halo's always going to be here to some mm. degree, mm. but I don't think you're ever going to see them green light a uh, half a billion dollar uh, Halo franchise again. <laughs> I, I just don't. I don't think so either. No. I don't think so. Yeah, what what bothers me is that I don't want to place blame personally only on 343 management. I we see what Microsoft greenlights for Halo in the past in general. So, for ex- a great example of this, what we'll talk about later on in the show is the Halo Paramount TV show, where clearly nobody at 343 or at Microsoft stopped and saw what they were what what Paramount the people that they put on it on the project said, this is the direction we're taking, and nobody apparently stopped and went, eh, maybe that's probably not the best use of our of our peak intellectual property. Maybe we should be a little bit more careful and not just fucking willy-nilly throw this shit out and fucking hope for the best and have somebody take, like, 30 fucking books, 20 years of games, and walk into that and go, fuck all that shit. We're going to have Master Chief out of helmet more than in a helmet, fucking people when he's never fucked anyone before, hate Cortana instead of have an actual, like, interesting interaction uh, with Cortana, and then have, like, humans joining the Covenant and shit. Fuck, fuck everything that exists, and nobody at Microsoft or 343 stopped and went, maybe that's not a good idea. And I think that, I think that show actually gives the best insight into the Halo intellectual property even more so than the games because I think if you're going to be that flippant with the property clearly there are a a number of people greater than zero that have power that simply as you say I don't know if they even fucking care anymore about the property yeah I'm sure the people that are making these games the the actual developers they do they're giving it a hundred and fucking fifty percent you know you don't you don't you don't spend your life's work um you know building game even if it isn't your life's work but like say something took you 5 years to develop some of these years. people went to school specifically to say I want to make a Halo game yeah. and busted their ass to get there and then they yes. get there and this is what they get right yes it's like meeting your heroes right it's like <laughs> you go there you're like holy shit you're you're this 15 year old kid getting ready to graduate high school in a couple years figure out what you're going to do. You get excited. You go to school to study and uh, developing video games and rendering 3D shit or whatever the fuck they do. And you're like, you know what, man? My goal, my dream is to work on Halo. That's my that's my dream. That's my life's mission. And what do they do? They get there. Their work, they, they get in the office. They're like, oh, man, this is incredible. I, oh, my God. Like, I got the assets here. Like, we're making this game. It's going to be amazing. I'm going to be part of the crew that made the best Halo ever. And then you've just got your bosses. You've got the higher-ups that are just so fucking dumb. And they don't <laughs> understand the pulse of a gamer. And they don't get it. They just see fancy words like NFTs. And they're like, you know what, man? They're, they're, all they are, they're just like... They're just vultures, just trying to figure out ways to siphon as much money as you can and cut as many corners as you can. The thing is, it's okay to want to make money, but like 
if you've got an IP that people love and it's it's got a relatively good history, not as of late, but you know, and you're giving it you're gonna put half a billion dollars and you're really gonna give it an honest try, you're gonna get back to playing Halo. Not this other stuff that we got. And then you still don't do it. I mean, they don't care, bro. They don't care. The developers care. The ones that are making the games care. The ones that are in there in the grind 15 hours a day killing themselves. Those people care. And it might even get to the point where they get to the point where they actually don't care. Because they realize at this point, people upstairs don't give a fuck. Why am I putting in 12, 15 hour days and busting my ass and being fucking miserable and having no life to ultimately just have it all squandered when the time comes to go and release the game? I mean, yeah, I, I, I don't know what else to say at this point. I mean, 343 is a fucking hot mess. It's a fucking, it's a dumpster fire. And if you think about it, it should be Microsoft's premier fucking developer because it was like the first truly major developer that they handpicked and put together at the end of Bungie's tenure carrying the Halo franchise before they went off to start Destiny on their own. And then they said, well, we still need people to make Halo. Halo, I mean, they left that Halo, you know, Halo Reach going out on a high note. And they're like, well, we can't stop here. I mean, we put this game out and it sells 10 to 15 million fucking copies. We got we to gotta keep somebody up. And so they handpicked and, and they handpicked some of the people that, that liked Halo the least, apparently. And just the name alone allowed them to continue to sell games at a pace that was okay for years. Yep. Yeah. It because wasn't the game. game. It's like the name. The, the games were just okay. They weren't they weren't premier selling a console game anymore. They no. were just in the background. I mean, they they literally remade Call of Duty in Halo form at one point and they admitted to it. They were like, "Yeah, we're just making we're just making Call of Duty." You know, call you know, like uh like like fucking um your perk sets and your fucking uh, airdrops and all this shit that they that they crammed into Halo, and then they, they they've just been lost. And if you look at all the games that that three four three have done with each Halo installment, it's almost like they're starting from fucking scratch every single time. And I think some of that is because I really don't think they know what direction they want to fucking take Halo in. They don't. They don't. I don't think they still. They got the closest with Infinite, but only after shit leaked and was shown and people were like this is you're you're almost there this is dog shit but you're at least in the right direction and so like remember when infinite first came out and people were playing multiplayer myself included it was the closest to actual halo we had gotten in like a decade or more and so that's the hype was enormous because people were like holy shit this is actual halo and then they immediately fumbled that shit so fucking bad and they continue to so now here we are and I, I'll wrap up this segment by, by, by saying this is that I personally think that there is a not there is a greater than zero chance that Halo is is shelved for a, 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 a time after this oh, I think I think they're looking at Infinite and saying this was the roadmap yeah I think they're going to claw the roadmap back we're not going to get quite as much it's not going to get quite as much attention I suspect that 343 will continue to try to, as best they can, put something together for their own sake. Uh, but at the end of the day, I, I think if I'm Microsoft, I would have already been considering it. But at this point, you have to think 
if there's anyone left at Microsoft that, that cares about using the Halo IP to continue to push great product within the company's game division, they have to look at 343 and go, guys, we gave you a long fucking tenure with this game and a lot of money. And yeah, you didn't completely blow it up, but you also treaded water and then and then literally drowned on the biggest of all the product uh, projects. We talked about this. They needed a grand slam, bro. They didn't get a grand slam. They got a they got a double. They went to second base, right? They like, touched some titty. That was it. They they got to touch a titty. That was the show. <laughs> but the girl was was ready and she was she was primed and ready to get fucking pounded and all you did was touch a titty and she left now she's back at home and she's got the vibrator out and she's doing it herself <laughs> and you just couldn't you just couldn't muster up that's what happened here they got the second base they needed a grand slam they had to get the grand slam there was there, a home run wasn't even enough they needed a grand slam they knocked that shit out they didn't knock the shit out they didn't even know, come close they had, a, the, they had a little <laughs> glimmer a little glimmer the game started. The bases were loaded. <laughs> it was the fucking bottom. You know of the what ninth? the bases were loaded were? Battlefield and Call of Duty failed it's yes. simultaneously in the yes. same year at the yes. same time for the first time ever. Yes. That's as loaded as the bases could get, dude. The bases were loaded, bro. The bases were loaded. The stadium was packed. <laughs> the bottom of the ninth. Bases were loaded. And they sent out the pitcher to swing. That's what he did. And listen, bless the picture. He's a great pitcher, but he's not a hitter. No. And he swung. <laughs> and you know what? It got it got past the shortstop, and it went into the infield, the left <laughs> side of the field. But there somebody was to pick up the ground ball and just chuck it to third and just ended the play. And you lost the game. <laughs> Two people got home. You needed a grand slam. There needed to be four runs. There wasn't. It's oh, over. boy. It's over. So, you know, now they're going to have to wait to the next World Series. And it's going to be a long time. It's going to be several years. Several years. And they have to wait long enough that people forget the misery. You, they, they have to do like the old adage of just don't open your mouth for a long period of time until people have more or less, it's washed from memory. Or they look back at it and they're like, oh, it wasn't as bad as we remember situation. Yeah, one of the two. One of the two. Either way, it's a long time. It's over. You know what pisses me off, though? What the fuck is Microsoft doing? They have so many many IPs. Game Pass. I just want to remind everyone that Microsoft has the entire catalog from Rare. I just want to remind people. Where are the games? Just rare on its own. And nothing. The closest we're getting is they finally decided to do their quadruple A Perfect Dark, which is literally a tire fire right now from what we understand. And that's kind of it. Imagine a fucking team put together to bring back a Banjo-Kazooie. There's been nothing in the fucking collect-a-thon platformer uh, other than Mario at the AAA level for fucking years. Mm. Banjo-Kazooie was goaded. It's mm-hmm. sitting in a vault somewhere. Conquer. Shit. Yep. Why yep. not? 
Come on, bro. They just sit. That's why I'm scared that they do get like they get the Activision Blizzard thing. You know, they're buying Bethesda. They have so many IPs, and people are like, "Oh, this is so exciting." They have so much, and then you realize that they never use any of them. They're not doing anything with them. They're not doing shit with them. Just sit on all that fucking gold, man. It's crazy. Absolutely crazy. Uh, Overwatch League. Speaking of crazy. Overwatch League. Uh, the teams have apparently had enough of paying huge costs to maintain teams in the league, while Activision Blizzard does less and less to bring profitability to their own esport. So, whether or not anyone knows this... Um, the Overwatch League is one of the, if not the most expensive leagues, short of maybe a League of Legends, to get into as a team and to maintain a team within the league. Uh, and that's fine. If you're going to charge people, you know, there's, it's kind of like, I'm, I'm like, I would say an analogy is like when you have a rental property, especially if it's a rental property, to use my own example, uh, where they're going to be living underneath of you in your primary residence. You, you, you need, you need to almost price it even though it might not be worth that much, you almost need to price it to a level that reduces the people that are going to be able to afford it to a group that you are, that you are assuming will be the least amount of trouble. And that's, that's an uncomfortable truth for some people, but that is what some people do because they look at it and they go, well, what else am I going to do? Burn my own fucking house down by just making it worth like $400 and then never be, and then like have like literally anyone capable of renting it. So they look at it and they go, all right, well, It's okay to charge this much money because then it means that theoretically the quality of the people buying teams and maintaining teams and seeking sponsorships to float the teams and bringing stuff to the league is higher and that's fine. However, there is still some level of responsibility for Activision Blizzard since it is their game in eSport that they are running to bring profitability and eyeballs, viewership, whatever, to the sport so that all of this prohibitive expense pays off for the people who are actually paying to be involved in some way, shape, or form. You want to know what's not profitable? Esports. Esports. Except for like two fucking games. And esports teams. It's not Esports teams in specifics are not profitable. It is not profitable, guys. People think all these teams, they make a bunch of money, dude. They make their money from merch and from um, influencers. That's where they make their money. The, the, the vast majority of the money that gets made in these teams, oh, of course, there's sponsorship money, which, which essentially keeps the fucking the thing afloat. Uh, but it is not as profitable as what people think. These esports teams aren't fucking swimming in money. And they're probably making these things high, like the the maintenance high. It's like it's the same sort of deal in real estate where there's a lot of hurdles to become a real estate agent in a lot yes. of places, not everywhere. But like, you know, you Nova Scotia's got a lot of hurdles. It does. And and there <laughs> and it's it's similar to to in in a lot of places, but yes. like they do this purposely. Yeah, because they want to have a certain type of professional that yes. are gonna that is not only gonna study, take the exam, then you got to pay um, a bunch of different fees, like yearly uh, licensing things and renewal of this, and you gotta you you know you got to be your own boss, you got to put in the work, you got to put in the groundwork. You, 
it's a lot of different stuff and they do this purposely. This isn't a thing where you can just go in and hand in your resume and be like, Hey, here's my resume. I'm a good person. I tell you, it's like, no, you got to do all this stuff. And it seems like blizzard is like, just cut note. I can't imagine somebody like blizzard. I know blizzard gets a lot of shit, but like, I can't imagine running a league and just opening it up to whoever. Imagine the amount of sweaty fucking fuck boys and fuck girls in their mother's basements that are like, yeah, I'm going pro and overwatch. And you know, everybody and their dogs fucking thinking that they're God tier and stuff. What these things do is it just creates it so that really only a certain number of people can actually get in. And typically those people are ones that are taking it serious that have all their ducks in a row that bring a level of professionalism that bring a level of legitimacy. And that's why they create these barriers. In my opinion, the problem is, is if the barriers are too high, a lot of these, a lot of these esports people, they're already just getting by. And a lot of the times, a lot of these owners of esports, they, they go under, it's just a matter of time. There's like, a handful, maybe like six actual esports teams that have lasted a decade. Where, where are all these other teams? They're gone. Especially They're, in North America. Like, in North I, America, I, of course. Yeah, yeah. You know, like you know, in certain parts of the world, you know, if you're looking in Korea or in in Europe, you know, there 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 are some staples for sure. And not all esports teams don't make money. Don't get me wrong. Okay, there's some very successful lucrative esports teams, teams very yeah. very lucrative teams but a lot of that comes at evaluations the the a, a lot of these esports teams it's not about money in the bank it's 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 about what what the company is valued at when they do these seed rounds and 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 it's a lot of venture cap there's a lot of like angel investors and just people with dumb fucking money that just throw money around and are just like yeah go fucking make your esports team and then if it blows up it blows up it's a lot of this stuff and a lot of it's corrupt. <laughs> There's a oh, lot of god. Shit. Well, it's, you know, especially it's just like a shit show. It's how a shit often? Show. How often do you hear about like an esports team? You know, uh, you know, getting any amount of money, and then you find out not long after that, like half the players aren't getting paid, getting and one paid? or two, Nothing. one two people at the top are like just siphoning money out of the fucking That's company, it. and then That's the company it. folds, and then there's like no recourse. Yeah, they're but doing yeah. trips to fucking L.A., getting crazy condos, and fucking partying their ass off, and fucking partying like they're Dan Belzerian, and and just using the esports money, <laughs> and people people are fucking. Uh, you know, people are like, where's my money? And then when, when, when the people leave, they're like, yo, this organization owes me $13,000 or 20 grand or whatever, or I did this, you know, not all of them are bad. Don't get me wrong. There's some really good ones, but even but there's the good a reason ones, you hear you see, a lot of these examples. I mean, you see, uh, even a hundred thieves. I saw this shit on Twitter oh, like yeah. last week. Oh yeah. They, they let go of a, sh a bunch of higher ups as well. And these guys are like the guys, you know? They're the they're like the merch, uh, they're the sponsor merch gods in North America. Even they're struggling, bro. They look look. So all that is to say that I don't think a lot of people. Otherwise, they wouldn't have bought into it in the first place. I think they're all comfortable with that. The idea, though, is that the that there is a mutual responsibility. The responsibility of the team owners and management is to provide the funds to get into the league. And then to do their best to maintain the teams and the players that are on them under the guidelines of the league. And then the, the responsibility of the developer uh, and the, the people running the actual league 
is to ensure that the product continues to grow and has quality to then be able to pay off the exorbitant you know, entry, entry fees and maintenance costs of what they are imposing upon the teams. It's not like... It's not like Jeff said it was an open market and then it was like a free market for whoever gets into the league and there's no like there's no uh, franchising fee or anything like that and you just get in and, and it's and it's anyone's game there's a high dollar value strapped to it that you have to pay and so as soon as you force people to pay you really should have a responsibility to ensure that on the other side there is an opportunity for them to earn that money back and be somewhat profitable if you plan on keeping this esport alive yeah. in any capacity well, it seems like blizzard has this fucking stink about them now because they're fucking dumb as shit over there and they don't know what the fuck they're doing uh, like you know I, I i just think they've just lost the pulse of 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 how community works and 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 it's all it's all they act like we owe them something and the, the thing is we don't owe them fuck all in fact they blizzard owes gamers some real fucking good games because they just keep getting lazier and lazier and lazier and the shit has just gone down fucking hill big time and we're not just talking about one game we're talking about like five different properties gone to shit if it wasn't for fucking world of warcraft printing printing money they're fucked, super fucked, and they're mobile games. That's all they got. Every every esport, the esports is dead, gone. If I was a, if I was an investor in, in esports, I'd be getting behind Riot. I'd be getting behind fucking uh, Valve. I'd be getting behind virtually any other uh, publisher outside of Blizzard. When it comes to esports, you can't. They don't care. Heroes of the Storm, dead. StarCraft, dead. Uh, uh, War, even Warcraft PvP stuff, dead. Fucking, it's, it's all dead. Well, you know, you know what my theory behind all this is? And I actually talked about this on the stream last night when I was building my Viking home in Valorant. Or Valorant, uh, Valheim. Was, was that there was, a key di- there was a key difference with how Blizzard handled previous games and their esports and how they handled Overwatch. In the past... And, and the most successful esports to this day, with very limited exceptions, if there are any, maybe Valorant being one, is that any other esport that exists existed because a game was provided that had a competitive feature and an esport grew out of it organically from the community yes. that was playing the game. Yes. And yes. after it, it's like, and, and why a company would look at that model that's been successful forever and think that at any point in time, trying to jump that gun and say, okay, not only are we going to make a game that has a competitive mode, we're going to make a game specifically to be an eSport. And then we are going to try to craft this community around it just by throwing a bunch of money and making it very pretty and high production values. And nobody can argue up against Overwatch League from a production standpoint or anything. It's all there. The problem is there's no soul there because yes. they, they, are, they are trying to pull people there instead of letting people walk to it. And yes. then build upon what's there, which, if you think about it, is even easier. Because for Blizzard in the past, and, and they were really hands-off with StarCraft almost, like, the whole way anyway, with with uh, the exception of, like, uh, but that's why it was uh, the successful. WCS. But that's, that's why, why it was successful. successful. So you stand back and you go, all right, as a company, we don't have to do anything. We let the community build an eSport, prove, that it's, vi- pr- prove that it's viable. There's yes. a market for it without doing anything, without spending a dime. We just make the game. And then after years of the proof being there, 
Now we step in, and all we have to do is be a support a support system. We don't to have to take over. Enable people. Just throw we, some gasoline on the fire and fucking walk away and just let them do the thing. And that's like, like every esport that's ever been successful, majorly yes, look, successful with a few you exceptions. Know, look what League of Legends, look, look what Riot did. Look, it, it's, it, the proof is in the pudding. And the, the problem is, is, is Blizzard is just, they lost every soul that is there. And now it's just, they're just mindless drones that think they know this just ran completely like corporate. We saw ha- same thing happen with Twitch. We saw it, it happens everywhere and they just lost it. It's like, um, it's like, have you ever been to, for those who don't know, okay. If, if you've ever been to a, a, a black potluck, right? Have you ever been invited to the cookout is what you're asking people. The cookout. Okay, it's like going. It's like going to a cookout. Okay, so say for example, Adam, mm. right? Let's 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 pretend. You know what? Your your girl's Filipino. Yes. Okay? The Filipinos they, they have their they know how to cook. They yeah. know how to cook. Okay. Yeah. Period. Now, it's like you going to your girls meeting your girls' uh, parents and family, and they're fucking excited to meet you. And I'm sure this is going to happen in real life. Mm. Mm. And, and you're going to go meet them. And what they're going to do is they're going to prepare a shit ton of food. And you're going to, it's just going to be a massive amount of food. Oh, and, yeah. and everybody and they dog, I mean, Filipinos get some big ass families. They're going to be coming in. An event. And, and it's going to be an event. You're going to walk into the kitchen and you're not even, you're going to be like tiptoeing around because it's just going to be food <laughs> everywhere. And you've got, you've got just flavor from all different families. They're, they're, they're cooking their best, their best dish. So, like, you've just got the best representation of every single family. You know, her brothers, her sisters, fucking grandparents, aunts and uncles, cousins, relatives, friends of friends. They all got the dish. They're bringing it. It's fucking, you go there, and it's delicious. You're like, oh, my God. If only, uh, if, if, dude, if this was a restaurant, I'd be eating here every day. And then there's just some fucking dumbass that is sitting around the corner for whatever reason. <laughs> he's got a ton of money, and he he, he overhears you. He overhears you. So what? You know what? That's a great idea. You know what I think I'm gonna do? I think I'm gonna open up an all-you-can-eat Filipino buffet. That's what I'm gonna do. So he opens up the Filipino buffet, and he goes, "You know what? Let's just let's just get all those Filipino dishes that was at this this cookout cuz Adam loved the fucking cookout. This is just everybody this is going to be a home run. This is going to be that grand slam. This is it. This is this is the one, okay? Now this guy here that made this, this is Blizzard. Okay? He's like they're like, "Yeah. Okay, this is great. This formula works." Okay, we're going to go hire three Caucasians and we're going to put them in the kitchen and we're going to and we're going to tell them to go make Filipino food, all those dishes. And bless their soul. They work hard. They work hard as hell. They're in the fucking back sweating like it's a fucking, like it's a, like a fucking work, what are they, sweatshops? They're yes. out there just grinding. They're grinding hours, man. They're overworked. They're underpaid, but they're doing their best. Buffet opens. You go in there, and you're going, holy shit, there's a lot of food here. But just don't, just doesn't smell right. I, you know, I'm going to give it a try. Because I love the Filipino cookout. So you go there, you take all the food. You get yourself like five plates because when it comes to Filipino families, they just, it doesn't matter. You just pile it on, okay? Pile it on. 
They pile it. You go to you go to your table. You start eating it. This shit is bland as fuck. It's got no flavor. Shit tastes like ass. Tastes like white people food. Nailed it. I didn't want to say it, but you said it. It doesn't have a taste of soul, culture, nothing. It's missing that intangible ingredient. It's missing the passion. It's missing that thing. That's the problem. You can't just you just can't create. You can't. You, what they're doing is they're just faking it. That you can't fake passion. It it just resonates. You just see it. You can get a bunch of people in the building. You you can you can open up the the buffet and say this is going to be the greatest buffet ever and all the Filipino food you can think and all you can eat and it's reasonably priced even though Blizzard's not reasonably priced and we'll <laughs> just go there and, and it's going to be great and they get the most fanciest building with the most fanciest comfortable seats and. But the reality is, if the food sucks, no one's going back, and the place is going under. That's Blizzard when it comes to esports. They lost it. The culture and passion is dead. It's gone. And the, the cold truth is, it's never coming back. Ever. It's never coming back. The best that we're going to do is if for somehow, some way, they create a game, and they just allow us to go. And do what we what we need to do with the game, and just say, keep your fucking hands off it. Just balance it when we tell you to balance it. Do the things that we tell you to do, and just shut the fuck up and collect your money. But no, same thing with with, with Grand Theft Auto. Uh, uh, Rockstar isn't coming in and creating their own role play servers. They know. They go in there and they say, okay, five M is gone. All the role play servers are gone. We're gonna make our own set of role plays. Shit's gonna crash and burn because they don't know what it, they don't know what it's like. They don't. They haven't been in the trenches. All they need to do, and that's what they do, is they just come up with updates once in a while. They keep the game afloat, and that's it. They let us go. Blizzard needs to do the same. It's what Riot does. It's what Valve does. It's what all, uh, most of these companies do. Yeah, some are a little bit more hands on than others. And it's okay to be hands-on if you know what the fuck you're doing. Blizzard don't know what the fuck they're doing anymore. They know how to make competent games, okay? They know how to make good games. That's what they do. They make good games. I know. They know how to make sterile games is how, there I, you how, go. how, I, make, how I describe okay, it. Okay, there you go. They make sterile games. They make games that work, right? They're not making games anymore that I wake up in the morning excited to run downstairs and fucking play their games. They haven't in a long time. Now... It's Call of Duty, World of Warcraft. Diablo Immortal. It's oh, anyway, I digress. I, <laughs> I, just, I, can't, I just can't stand. I just can't stand what Blizzard's become. All of that is to say, to try and bring it back to the original point. All of that is to say is that these Overwatch teams have hired a British law firm to open up uh, dialogue with Activision Blizzard, legally speaking. Uh, they're going to go into collective bargaining, essentially, to try and figure this out. Because uh, Bl Activision Blizzard, just as a baseline example, after after their their partnership with YouTube ended in November of last year, have not moved to collect any other partnership or deal since for the league. Zero. And so and and every and but they're still asking, hey guys, you want to pay us your uh, your league dues, please and thank you. And the teams are going, 
Your union blood, is blood from a fucking stone. Where do you think the money is coming from? If we're not, if we're not, if we're not participating in a league that's generating millions of dollars, how do you expect millions of dollars to keep pouring into your fucking pockets for this shit? Especially in this climate, dude. Everything is down. <laughs> like, down dude, bad. Bad. It's about to get worse. So I mean, I, I'm my question to follow this up with for you, Mister Black, because like you said, esports is not necessarily in very many instances, a profitable venture. There are people that have the money and the talent, whether it's players or owners or, or tournament organizers, etc., that, that are all there. They have the passion, they have the talent, they have the money. But do you think that Overwatch League is approaching too great a sunk cost fallacy situation? Do you think that they should just take their money, their players, their talent, and move elsewhere and just go to a game that's actually going to be profitable yes. for them yes 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 and in fact they should they should speak with their wallets i mean it's easier said than done because i know there's a lot of people that depend upon these these leagues it's their livelihood there's a lot of moving parts to run an esports team it isn't one person there is a large group of people all working in tandem to make this thing fucking float you know but if you really want to stick it to them why don't all these teams just say, we're, we're, we're done. We're not doing this anymore. Where's the Overwatch League without the teams, right? But it's easier said than done because there's some people, it's like the UFC, right? And the UFC, they're like, well, why don't the fighters just not fight if they're not getting paid right? Well, you know, some people just need to feed their families. And you just can't, you just can't not, not do it. But like, it just seems, it's just diminishing returns over and over and over. It's not even like Overwatch is some sort of incredible fucking game that like everybody's chomping at the bit to get to it's it's the overwatch league as a whole honestly has and will continue to be a failure it's a failure i think that they need to overhaul the entire league if they want to go forward i don't think you can charge this much money i think that they need to be able to say that you know the fees the fees scale to some degree to the profitability of the overall league if they're going to continue to try and have this model because it's just you can't expect it and i and i think i think if they don't come i don't i think if this legal action doesn't come to like some reasonable conclusion i think overwatch league is dead in the next year yeah i agree i, I agree. guess it's over uh i never thought i'd see it mr black speaking you know what speaking of developers even though it's not esports that even if they don't knock it out of the park they understand that community passion can bring them a lot more money than trying to micromanage everything into the ground with their games. Bethesda. They released some busted-ass fucking games, but they also released the tools that they use to make these games, and they basically let people run fucking wild with them, and it gives their games enormous longevity. Huge longevity. Skyrim is probably the best example of a game with longevity I've ever seen from a first like from a single player game perspective and it's because mods have kept that bitch alive forever and it continues on and it will continue on because Elder Scrolls 6 ain't coming for like another 8 years. And so in in saying that, we got news that I never thought I'd see the the you know would ever see the light of day. So as you may or may not know whether it is Mr. Black or those at home, there have been two different projects being run on a voluntary basis 
from two different communities. So I think some of them have, may have some crossover, but there's two projects. One's called Skywind, which is recreating the entirety of Morrowind within the Skyrim engine. And the other is called Skyblivion, which, as you might be able to ascertain if you haven't already, is Oblivion being recreated inside of the Skyrim engine. Both of these projects have been ongoing for a very long time. They have been built entirely by people volunteering their time and their expertise within the industry, whether it is concept artists, writers, voice actors, um, uh, musicians, uh, 3D modelers, programmers, everything. They're basically, they have their own team globalized in many different places, many different countries, uh, and they've all been banding together to manage and put this project out and, uh, and release it at some point. Well, guess what? Sky Oblivion, just a couple days ago, announced that their game is on track and may even be earlier. They're just giving it a little extra padding. 2025. Sky Oblivion will be released. And I don't know how many years I've been working on it. It's a long fucking time. And I really didn't think it would ever happen. But this is a rare example. Bethesda very clearly knows that these two yes. projects are being made. You don't see them pulling a Nintendo, walking in and saying, hey. No. Uh-uh-uh-uh. You can't, you can't do this shit. No. Because you know what they know? You know what they've done? They've created it so that, yeah, you can play these, but you need to own those two games for it to work. Yep. So you j- they're, gonna get, they're getting their money. And then... They, yeah. and then and Bethesda's not sitting there remastering or remaking two of the largest games in the genre previous to Skyrim they're gonna because save, the community's doing it for them. They're going to save tens of millions of dollars just letting the community do what the community does. And funny enough, if there's any errors, mistakes, the, the people are going to be so much more forgiving. And the community fixes it. And they fix it themselves. <laughs> because they have the tools to be able to do it, right? Like, they yes. give them the fucking tool yes. set. Now, now I'm not saying that publisher or, like, developers and stuff, that, that they should be completely hands-off and just, let, no. you know, put out fucking sandbox-type fucking shit and say, go no, no, no. do what you want to do. But, but, they also, what they, they have to have the realization that when they have a great game or a great concept and they've done a really good job at presenting it and then people love it and they want to modify it so that the masses can enjoy it even more. Look what happened with Rockstar, Grand Theft Auto. I mean, Jesus, fuck. Game still sells like crazy. Most of the biggest games in the world, I, I would venture to say if we look at the top 10 games ever that have sold ever, I would say 50% of them are games that community have taken a strong grip hold on and have done and made it the success that it is. I could be talking up my ass, but I'm just going to go and guess 50% of them. Dota only exists because Blizzard originally allowed for such verbose use of the, of their engine to make custom games. Yes. 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 So it's like, you know, these guys, if they want to make more money, then just stop trying so hard. Stop trying to control every little thing and just make your money. You're losing money. You're fighting a battle that like nobody wants to fight with you. Just make good games and then we'll do the rest and then support what we do. <laughs> and if there's something overly egregious that they're doing, okay, step in and say, I don't like that. I don't want my property represented in that manner. I don't like this. I don't, that's fine. But Jesus, fuck. 
stop. But, hey, I wish the team all the best. Fucking enormous undertaking to rebuild. Because they've added, because this is not just a one-to-one. They've added a bunch of content, uh, lore, lore accurate content from books and everything else to expand Oblivion as it was. Uh, put content that was originally going to be in the game that didn't make the cut back in. Uh, voice act things that were never voice acted. Add new characters, everything. All It's basically, and if you watch it to follow this up, yesterday they did a five-hour gameplay stream. So if you look it up, you can watch it, see it. It looks fantastic. It obviously looks better than base Skyrim because they they took the Skyrim engine and have clearly been additive to it because systems are powerful enough to handle that kind of shit now. And so they've done a ton, an absolute fucking... uh, It's just crazy. And if you ever get interested, if you go and watch their developer uh, updates and stuff to see the kind of work that has gone into these projects, fucking mind-blowing. Like, uh, really and truly impressive. Uh, So I'm excited. Will I be playing when they come out? 100%. Because I'll be waiting for Elder Scrolls 6. I got nothing better to do with my time. So I'll go back and do Sky Oblivion. And if Sky Wind comes out, I'll be fucking playing that too. Without fucking question. Uh, and uh, I wish them uh, I wish them all the best. Uh, what has started as a rumor Mr. Black turned into a supposed leak. And now it seems to be all but reality. Allegedly, Suicide Squad Killed the Justice League is a software-as-a-service model game. Everyone's favorite. It's the everyone's favorite model of game these days is software as a service. Everyone loves to be paying constantly all sorts of money to play their games. Uh, so that was a, then then a leaked screenshot came out. It seems to all but confirm it. Not only that, but it appears that unless all of this turns out to somehow be wildly fake, which I highly fucking doubt, there are no less than six different in-game currencies to juggle. Six! What? Who in the hell wants to manage six currencies in a game? The fuck is that? So anyway, don't buy it. Uh, let's see here. Latest sales estimates came through, Mr. Black, for the end of the year. For the uh, the consoles. I thought I'd just squeeze this in here because it's nice and easy. Uh, big shocker. Nintendo Switch selling lots of consoles, Mr. Black. In fact, they have crossed an estimated 120 million of that bitch. It's a lot of consoles. It's a lot lot of consoles. They also continue to sell the most in most of the periods that are being tracked. So even today, despite having that much of a reach, they're still selling enormous amounts of Nintendo Switch consoles. Uh, Coming up behind the Switch is the PS5, who is just, when this was reported, just shy of 30 million. However... Uh, not, I think it was even within the last week, it was in January, I want to say it was in January, Sony announced that the PS5 had passed 30 million in lifetime sales to this point, uh, and then the Xbox Series consoles have pulled down 21 million. So not like dramatically behind, you'd think given all the news that you've seen about like, oh, you can't find a PS5 and holy shit, nobody's buying an Xbox and shit, it's 9 million difference, neither of them are anywhere near the fucking Nintendo Switch. It's kind of fucking ever. It won't be ever. (laughs) 120 million consoles. I mean, in fairness, the PS4 did hit over, you know, about 120 million consoles or 110. Yeah, but by the time, by the time Sony PS5 gets to 70 million, the Nintendo Switches are going to be at like 250 million. (laughs) What do you, what do you think? Just for fun, what do you think? 
the amount of sales for the Switch will be by the time Nintendo announces the next console that they're going to release. What do you think? Million. 200 million? million? Yeah. That's such, a, that's such a fucking crazy number, bro. I agree. You know what? Because if you go back and you look at their previous sales and you were to combine their consoles with their handheld market. Yep. And then the Makes Switch is, is essentially both of them, right? So you're and not going to get perfect scaling. No. And but new I versions think, of the Switch are gonna is gonna come out. There's gonna be another version of the Switch, which tons of people are gonna go buy. Switches break. That's that's the that's also the beautiful thing. Is like when you travel with a console, you drop it. You it gets lost. It gets stolen. It fucking all these different things, which forces people to go out and buy more. You don't really get that with a PS5 and an Xbox. I know it's not really the things that they're looking at when they're fucking you know, creating the console, but like, it's, it's one of those tangible things that like, I would imagine that probably three to 5% of all of the stuff that, uh, all of the consoles that are being bought are, are because or they're being replaced via something broke or it got stolen or lost. Well, I, I mean, look at it, look at consoles. it from this perspective, from like a mobile perspective. Uh, I mean, look at how much money that Apple makes on Apple, on Apple care phones fucking because they know people got this shit out they drop this bitch it. once that's it it don't matter what version of ruby fucking glass they got on that bitch you drop that once the wrong way Game gg over. yep and then oh you got apple care you've been paying like fucking 20 dollars a month for the last four years yeah you've spent as much money you've spent as much money on that care plan as you did on the phone and fucking self yeah we can yep. get you one yep yeah we can fix it it's still gonna cost you nine hundred dollars where they get you. So, yeah, I'm sure they thought about it. I doubt it's a main deal in their plan, but I, I, I suspect they track that shit. Like, what do they think the repurchase situation might look like uh, for Switches? Uh, so, yeah, so th those are your updated numbers for the sales right now. Uh, it'll be interesting to see how those numbers scale this year with the economy being where it is, but also because both of those manufacturers, or all three of them really, have hit their stride in terms of supply side and so it's not like a constant fucking battle to like go and buy a console anymore it's much Here's easier the thing man even with the economy down <laughs> i actually think video games these sort of things i think they thrive in these environments people look for an escape and yeah people are broke but like don't underestimate the power of of dumb impulsive purchases that people just cannot afford it's like shit you know we're or just escapism in general. Like the world is like their world is just a dumpster fire. I want to play course. a fucking video game kind of situation. Don't underestimate that. You know, pe people ain't got money, but they got credit and they're going to put it on there. If they're going to have moments of happiness or just escapism, they're going to do that shit. So I wouldn't, I, you know, yeah, it'll take some, some kind of a hit, but like, I don't think it's going to be as big as. I don't and think it'll be major in some other sectors, you know, mm. like eating out, like going to, you know, going to restaurants and those types of things that'll hurt. But like people, people are going to buy what they buy, no matter uh, going to buy what they want, no matter what type of environment they're in. I wonder if it will be like, um, I wonder if it'll be like hardware sales, you know, it might take a small hit, but it won't be huge, but the software side will be bigger because mm. somebody will buy a console, but they're only going to buy like one Correct. game. Yep. Or something like that. Yep. So, like, maybe it'll, maybe it'll look something like that. Uh, speaking of buying one game, perhaps a reminder, Miss Black, I don't know if you know this, but uh, social media, not always particularly representative of the real world. Wow. 
Shocking, no I know. There's some people that might shock them. But trust me, if you're on Twitter and it seems like the entirety of Twitter is blowing up over one thing, it doesn't immediately mean that that is applicable to the entire population of the fucking world. Uh, sometimes it's accurate. Depends on the topic. But let me tell you something. It's not accurate for this. So after years of people just being very upset and very hard-nosed about uh, about supporting Hogwarts, uh, what was it called? What's it called? Hardwar- Hogwarts Legacy or some shit? What I have written here in my notes? I can't even remember. Yeah, Hogwarts Legacy. That's the Harry Potter game coming up that actually looks like a pretty fucking dope video game from what I've seen. I'm not chomping at the bit to play it, but while I've watched gameplay, it looks, looks pretty like, fucking good. Looks like a game. It looks like a game. Uh, and uh, there's a lot of people that like Harry Potter and a lot of people that play video games. And so if it's a good game, I suspect it's probably going to sell a few copies. Uh, and we know it's going to sell a few copies because in the last several weeks, uh, how, ever since it's been put up for pretty much pre-order, it has been steadily climbing, just as an example, the Steam charts just as a pre-order. Not even released yet, but just as a pre-order. It's gone from like 8th to 5th, and it just seems to keep on fucking going up. People pre-ordering this game and buying them in, buying it in droves. Uh, and a lot of discourse. If you, you would think that if, you, if you were like my Twitter and you've got a mixture of, of, of people that play games and people that critique games and industry, people that are involved as well, and I follow a lot of just artists, so whether it's painters or writers or whatever, all of that intersects at fucking Hogwarts Legacy for some reason. I mean, you can probably put together why that might happen. But, so my timeline for periods of time is all of those different segments talking about this game. And what supporting it means because of J.K. Rowling's uh, comments in various forums over the last few years uh, about the transgender community and transgender women specifically. And the whole concept of nobody should, like, there's like kind of the two camps. Nobody should be buying this game because it supports J.K. Rowling, who has been uh has been making these comments against the transgender community specifically transgender women and the other camp that says well a common comparison is what did you use to to fucking send that tweet out into the fucking world Mm. well most people are using one of these bad boys right here Mm. right here and i don't want to i don't want to remind anyone because you probably don't want to think about it and nobody really does but most of the raw materials that mm. go into making these bad boys uh, are mined by children mm. uh, in undeveloped countries. Follow that up with most of them are built by children in underdeveloped countries, and even some that are developed, but they just have child labor laws that don't fucking exist. Uh, and many of them, unfortunately, are companies that will say on paper, oh, like ethically sourced. But if you trace it back, as it's been done with cobalt, for example, if you want to really hate yourself, go look up cobalt mining. Uh, you'll find out which for like cobalt used in in uh, like batteries and stuff. That's uh, not true. They're just lying. <laughs> <laughs> and so and so you've been you, lied to. So um, uh, so for example, the comparison. So Chris is saying in chat right now. The comparison doesn't really work, though, because things like phones are a necessity in the modern world. The game isn't. Well, two things. One, <laughs> one, one, one is is that, like, let's say the a direct comparison isn't, uh, you, you want to posit that it, it isn't possible. 
Uh, it's the, it's the, I'm not trying to make the, the, the tangible result, the conversation so much as the moral implied nature of both of these arguments, which are completely and utterly comparable in every way you could hope to imagine. Now, if you want to talk about the utility of a game versus a utility of a cell phone, uh, I know at least three people my age that don't use a cell phone, except for when pos- they have to, and they have a burner phone that they spend $3 a month at a fucking, like, 7-Eleven that they bought a prepaid thing for, because they hate this shit! And they get off of it! It's not necessary to have that. Does it help you? Sure. Why not? Absolutely. You don't fuck. What did you think the world did the world fucking revolve around the before this hat? Like you don't really need it. Anyway, it's not about the the tangible comparison. It's the morality of these conversations because that's what it's really about. Because at the end of the day, whether people are buying this game or not, I hate to be the bearer of bad news. J.K. Rowling is making fucking ass tons of money, and that's not going to fucking stop. Because there are a lot of people that you will never reach in your lifetime. And even if you did, will not fucking care. Because that comparison of saying, well, if I buy this, then this person who I think is bad, or I believe is bad, is going to profit. If you don't want to talk about, if you don't want to talk about phone, let me just, let me just continue on. It works for everything, bro. For everything. This fucking random tape measure. This pen that I'm holding in my hand. This wireless keyboard. This fucking notepad. The fucking vitamin C tablets that I'm sitting on. This random fucking glass jar. The underwear that I half shit five minutes ago. Everything. Everything you lay hands on. With a small, tiny, absolutely astronomical percentage. In which all of the raw materials. And all of the labor. And all of the sales that has happened. Has been produced by ethical, legally sourced, in-country things. And I mean a tiny list. Everything. The food you eat. Yup. The avocado on your toast. Adam, no! Adam, don't speak the truth, Adam! It doesn't help my agenda, Adam! No! Do you need food? No, Adam, no! My my ears! I can't handle the truth! Don't tell me this! The clothes I'm wearing, god damn! (laughs) I wonder where the Under Armour was made at! My guess... China! You want to know who's making this shit? Children! My son! Instead of playing (laughs) Pokemon upstairs, he's in a shop! It's sad, but it's the world we live in. Listen, people can go ahead and... and If they don't don't want to... uh, If they don't want to support the game because J.K. Rowling is part of it, hey... Fine! Fine. That's fucking awesome! Do it! You have that freedom... Fuck J.K. Rowling! Fuck there you her! Go. You've done it! But don't, don't be a fucking vegan and weaponize your own moral compass for somebody else's and go to them and be like, Oh, you asshole! You should do what I'm doing! And if you don't, you're the you're enemy! Bad. Yeah, you're bad. You're as bad as them! And don't get me fucking started on the vegan thing either. Because I don't know if people think about this for five seconds, but if you just go, like, straight fucking 
straight fucking vegan and everyone started with plants. Do you know how much like fucking chemical and shit is used to fucking grow the vegetable only thing that you're talking about? And then furthermore, how do you think the vegetables that don't grow seasonally in one fucking place, where do you think it comes from? How do you think it gets to you? Do you think that the, do you, you want to say on one hand, planes are the most pollutant fucking thing in the world and then realize that most of your food that's coming from overseas is coming from the two biggest polluters, cargo ships and planes? And you're going to be like, oh, but the cows that are farting in an open field, destroying the world, (laughs) methane, leaking out of the asshole of my fucking dinner next Tuesday, is so much worse than flying 40 tons of fucking avocado to a place in the world that didn't know what avocado was until 2003. Hey, man, I I got nothing... I got nothing to add here, Adam. He's dead already, man. He's dead. He's dead. It just, I, mean, I, get I, it. I have I mean, nothing I get against, it. like I, you said, I, I, if you want to do that and be the person it. that says, I'm against what she says, I don't want to support anything that she has anything to do with. You have that Because right. I'm against it. Great. Oh my God. You know what's the brilliant thing about that is that we all occupy a society in which you aren't punished for doing it. You can totally do that shit. You're yeah. not going to be sent to prison for expressing your opinion that you think JK should walk off a fucking short pier with fucking concrete shoes. That's not a fucking problem. Now, if you put her in the shoes and push her, that's a, that's problem. a problem. But that's you can problem. say that, you know, that you'd like her to take a long walk off a short pier. It's fine. But stop trying to weaponize and, and vilify everyone that doesn't hold the exact same like moral opinions about various things that you do. Just express your opinions and if people ask on. you about it, explain your position calmly, and then that's it. Lead by example. Don't force people. The worst way to get anyone to do anything is to try and force them to do it. You lead by example. They look at you, and you go, hey, that person looks like they're pretty fucking happy. They're having a great fucking time. I wonder what their secret is. And then they ask you, and you, like, and you, don't, and you don't preach it to them. You just say, hey, well, this is what I do. I wake up in the morning. And right now, what's the, what's the fucking popular thing? I wake up in the morning, I take an, a fucking ice bath at minus 45 degrees Celsius, I fucking shrivel my testicles into my stomach to wake up instead of drinking coffee, and then I fucking do, like, fucking taint-sunning yoga in a field until, like, 12, and then I go and work in Silicon Valley for, like, three to four minutes, and then I go home and I make 600 grand a year. And like, wow! That sounds pretty good, and it wasn't preachy. Maybe I will do the same and start sunning my taint for a couple hours a day. Maybe that will make me happy, and then move on. But if you go on the internet, and you're like, if you don't fucking get out there and fucking sun your taint thrice a day, (laughs) you're a problem. Nobody's going to want to do that shit. They're just going to think you're an asshole. And if you represent something that way, then they're going to associate the assholes with the thing that you're trying to convince them to do. It's the opposite way to get anyone to do what you want. So just do your thing and let other people do their thing. And maybe don't look when you say, I'm going to like, you know, everyone should boycott fucking, I don't know, fucking Weber natural vitamins. And like, ah, fuck this company. Uh." And then you feel, and then then you go and buy another vitamin brand. And then you realize that the the two vitamin brands are owned by the same fucking major court, like conglomerate. (laughs) <laughs> they're owned by the same guy just they be like fuck them I'm buying this one and you're like oh wait they're the same company just yeah. do your best stay in your fucking lane 
Live your life, and when people come to you and be like, hey, what's the secret? Then you can tell them you can sun your taint while pointing both fingers at the last geolocation of J.K. Rowling, and everyone will be fucking happy. That's as complicated as it gets. It's complicated as it fucking gets. Hey, I got nothing to add, Adam. You summed it up. <laughs> summed it up. Uh, following the cancellation of many games at Ubisoft, Mr. Black, people were wondering if the long-awaited and frequently delayed and buried Beyond Good and Evil 2 was one of those casualties. Fear not, evidently, at least for now, it is not one of those games. It was confirmed that it is still in development, although, like I said in my notes here, who knows what decade that shit's coming. I say decade because I ain't gonna say year. I don't know. Might be this decade. Could be next. You just never fucking know. And that's all I've got for game news, Mr. Black. So while my blood pressure comes back down to earth, why don't you sell everyone on our sponsors and our Patreon? Patreon.com slash lag TV. Head on over there. Throw some money at the screen. Keep the podcast afloat. Uh, if you don't want to throw money at the screen, that's okay, too. You can become, uh, you can be, uh, become a, a NordVPN user. And uh, you can do that by going to nordvpn.com slash OTT. Get yourself a two-year subscription Get a massive discount plus a bonus month when you use that promo code OTT. Stay safe. Stay anonymous when you're on the internet. Watch different regions of Netflix and other streaming services at the click of a button. Plus, 30-day money-back guarantee. If you don't like it for whatever reason, doesn't matter. Within 30 days, get your money back. No questions asked. You can use up to six simultaneous devices. You can mask your IP without having to be a programmer. It's super easy. It is quite literally... You see a map on, a, on an app, you click, I'm going to be U.S. today, and connected. That is, there, there's no fancy coding. You don't have to be some sort of guru or whatever you want to, I don't know, expert. It's just, it's, it's so easy to use that my dad uses it. And that guy is computer challenged. I'm just going to go out and say it. He's not good with PCs. Speaking of PCs, if you have a desktop, which just about everybody does. You can use their their app called Threat Protection. You don't even have to be connected to a to a VPN or a server. It just runs in the background of your PC, and it makes it so that you are not getting malicious um, threat ads that pop up that can give you malware. It will detect malware on your PC and remove it for you. Uh, it makes it so that they can't track all the things that you're doing on the internet. The internet's a crazy place, guys. You gotta stay safe out there. You gotta stay anonymous. And you can do that with the number one VPN on the market, NordVPN. And at the price of less than a grande cinnamon dolce latte a month at Starbucks, really half the price of it, you can't go, you can't go wrong. Like I said, with the 30-day money-back guarantee, you try it out. And, uh, you know, if you don't like it, get your money back. You're gonna like it, though. It's gonna work. Works on your Mac. Works on your PC, laptop smartphone, smart TV. They've got an app virtually for anything and everything. Plus, they've got another wide variety of other um, products that they have as well. They've got like password um, protections and uh, you name it. They've got it all. So go check them out. NORDVPN.com slash OTT. Guys, stay safe. Stay anonymous out there and think promo code OTT when you head on over there. That's it. Wonderful. Mm. So this is just 
I, I just picked up that notepad for the first time. I was reading what was on it. I was just reminding myself what the fuck I wrote, like, God knows, nine months ago. Uh, it's time for... And TV. I'm not entirely sure how it's possible, Mr. Black, but apparently a sequel to Passion of the Christ is beginning to film this spring. <laughs> I'm not going to lie, when I saw that, I, when I saw the, when I was reading the, what was on the list, I kind of chuckled. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, really? So my follow-up to that is, perhaps it's right after Easter. Perhaps. <laughs> It's the resurrection of the Christ. Resurrection of the Christ. No Maybe joke. That's that, what could, it's called. that could that very that very well could be. Resurrection. Passion of the Christ. Resurrection. <laughs> that's it right there. Jesus help us. Oh, literally. Please, God. Anything. Uh yeah, I I would uh I would say that uh I would say that I'm interested in how that plays out for sure. Uh, I remember seeing the original Passion of the Christ in theaters when I was a teenager. Shit yeah. scarred me for like three years after I watched that shit because I, w- I wasn't <laughs> somebody that watched a bunch of like gore porn and gore porn didn't really exist at that time. Like it was just, it was just starting to like surface as a thing like Texas Chainsaw and all that kind of like saw hadn't really taken over the world just, you know, just entirely yet. And I remember going in and seeing Passion of the Christ and I was like, I walked out of that theater and I looked like I'd licked a toad for like the next fucking four days. My eyes were like plastered fucking wide open. I didn't know how to freaking process what I just watched because it was so brutal, dude. That movie was fucking brutal. Uh, and so, yeah, anyway, I don't know what the, uh, I don't know what, maybe, maybe this next movie is just three hours of a dude trying to move a rock and then magically the rock moves and then Jesus is standing there and then the movie ends. Possible. Who knows? All of that could be a thing, Mr. Black. Maybe you he's know a superhero what? this time around. You know, it's turned into a superhero movie and just make all the monies. Jesus is replacing uh, is replacing uh, as the Flash. Is that what you're saying? No, it could be like Captain America, but it's just Jesus. <laughs> and his, his main power is turning fucking water into wine. <laughs> or he turning just, himself white with blue eyes. There, That too. It's a superpower. He's just, he's Jesus, he can do whatever he wants. <laughs> I mean, really, I mean, he's the ultimate superhero, right? I mean, he's... Jesus. Water and, wa- water and wine would be a very popular fucking trick right now. If you, you, you could do that. That would win a lot of people over. If you're going to be turning water into wine, pro tip. There you go. You know, if, God, if God ever wanted to earn some extra brownie points right now, it'd be a great time for somebody, you know, send somebody down here that could turn water into wine. Win a lot of people over very quickly. Uh, you know who's not winning a lot of people over, Mr. Black? Who's that? HBO Max's Velma. Mm, I heard about that dumpster fire. Yeah, well, here's the thing. It is a dumpster fire, but it was, like, the biggest fucking release or, like, single, like, release that that HBO has basically done. A Mm. lot of eyeballs passed across it. And I suspect this might have been part of their fucking plan. Because if you go in and actually look at what the show Velma is and all of the characters and what they changed and what the writing is, it looks like it's either one of two things. The first option is... Really and truly, these are the worst writers in the history of film and television. Full stop. Nobody's ever done it worse. Nobody's ever been uh, more of an obnoxious twat in the history of film and TV. Or, option two, is this shit was done intentionally to piss off as many people as possible, to generate as much fucking online discussion as possible, to drive a bunch of, like, I can't look away from a tire fire type views that that would generate. And every dude, they fucking piss on every group that you can come up with is getting shattered in this show. 
and it is so fucking terrible. If any, like, I mean, there's a million video essays already on this fucking on YouTube, and so they're being successful if this was their intention. They're 100% fucking, they're winning right now. I mean, we're talking about it right now for this very, this very purpose, but it is, I watched a couple video essays, and they talk about, like, even if you just read the synopsis, I just, I, I'm just going to read, have you read the synopsis for the show yet, Jeff? I have not, no. Okay, just give me a second. I should have pulled this up. Okay. Uh. Where is it? Ah, here we go. Uh, at Crystal Cove High School, Daffy or Daphne is a popular mean girl orphan who deals drugs because of a dark family secret. Her boyfriend Fred personifies mediocre white richness. His mansion holds a dark secret, and uh, and he has a tiny uh, hand has tiny or teeny whittle privates, a subject um, uh, a subject uh, of much conversation. Shaggy has become Norval, a school newspaper striver, friend-zoned by his beloved Velma. He worries he's a beta male. Anyway, that's basically where you're at. Wow. That's the thing. So anyway, I mean, I'm pretty sure the first episode, if I'm not mistaken, two of the characters are uh, play cops. They end up, like, uh, 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 barging into a home and shooting a teenager in, like, the first fucking episode. It's just everything in this show is a complete fucking utter dumpster fire. So anyway, my, th- my theory is that because this is, so, uh, this is so blatantly going after so many groups, so many individual people, and being so poorly fucking written and, like, the worst kind of, of like ironic unironic writing that that we i thought we left behind when the office ended a million years ago but like turned to 11 i have to imagine that this is all intentional and that they're doing it for hate views as like some weird social experiment it's it's shock it's shock value it's to create talking points like this right now right yeah that's why they do it no other reason so my uh, my question is, how long does that work before it drops off? Because I have to imagine the peak is quick and high, and then if you're just going to be a dog shit dumpster fire, you get I mean, like it might, it you might get a season. You know, it might work for the whole season. Like if it just keep continues to dump like shit fire all over the place. You never know. This could be like a new. I, I I don't I can't think of many shows that have done this. Like I've seen some pretty fucking bad movies and bad shows, but like ones that are just purposely pissing people off. It's like what group are they going after next? You know what I mean? Like you got to tune in to find out. Maybe maybe this is the maybe this is the formula, or maybe it's just one season, one and done. <laughs> it's entirely possible. I think I think it's probably going to be one and done. I think I think like if you look at how they're going about it, it's not like the it's not like it's not even something that if a comedian was doing this shit that people would be able to watch it and go yeah i know you're a comedian but like fuck yeah bro no i get it come the fuck on i give it the season because apparently it's doing well yes viewership's doing well so it will probably do a season and hbo never fucking just up and cancel some shit mid fucking season so you're getting at least a season of this fucking tire fire and then we'll see if against all odds they bring this uh, back for uh, for another season, but uh, yeah, bit of a bit of an intriguing study in in what content looks like in 2023. 
Uh, season two is already in the books. Oh, okay, good. So we just get to hear about this then for uh, a while until it drops off the uh, the social media radar, I suppose. Uh, the Last of Us HBO show, speaking of more HBO stuff, came out swinging, Mr. Black. I never saw the first episode yet. Uh, I'm waiting. I might actually just wait until the whole thing oh, is I'm out. Waiting. I'm and waiting. And then binge it. Because I've already seen, I've already played the game. Yeah, exactly. So, like, yeah, I yeah. know what happens. Um, although it's been a long time since I played it. It's probably been about seven, eight years since mm. I've beat the game, maybe. I, I don't know. Probably around then. So, like, I remember it to a degree. So, I hear nothing but good things. I'm probably going to wait till like, I think they said it's nine episodes long. I'd have to go double check. But I'm going to wait until they get to around episode seven, episode eight. Then I will start watching it. Because Kale and I will will watch like one to two episodes a night. Probably two on average. So by the time the finale comes, we'll be like ready for it, you know? I will I will definitely be waiting to binge it. Because I don't want to wait like fucking every week. It's, I, I haven't played the I games. It, bro, I fucking hate waiting. We- I, I've, been, I've been conditioned by Netflix, bro. I can't do it anymore. I can't go back. Well, and it's, and it's worse when the show is good, yeah. you know? And you just want to watch the next episode. I don't really care too much. Like if the show is like, nah, you know, like, uh, we'll get to it. But I just like the, I just like the ability to watch it on my own time. If there's a night where we just want to get fucking dumb and watch three, four episodes, we can do that. You know what I mean? I just want to have the option. It's true. And, and as it stands, I checked just before the podcast, the ratings are at 99% critic after almost a hundred reviews. And 96 percent on the audience side. After I, I can't remember how many. It was many, many reviews. Uh, that's got to be top five TV show episodes all time at that point. I'm and ready. So that's a big ready. fucking move. It's and got you a good know what? cast, man. It's got a good cast. All I could think of when I started seeing the reviews roll in and the and the positive sentiment from people watching and everything. All I could think of. Was going back to Halo again, man. I cu- I think of all the Halo fans that were like, "We're finally getting our show. This is yeah, it. That shit came this on is fucking, it." What Paramount or some yeah? Well, that's shit, what I think. Like Paramount, but that's what I mean. Like you, you don't think that Microsoft could have wheeled and dealed some shit with somebody who gave a fuck like HBO? Dude, Neil Blomkamp tried to fucking try. How tried do to you do pass Halo? up Neil Blomkamp and give us what we got? How I. I don't know, man. You need to get, and apparently there's a new district coming out. Uh, district Ten, I think. I think they're actually. Oh, right. I think it's he was like talking actually about that. District. Like, are they? Are they? Have they gotten like uh, money to do it now? Or yeah, I'm pretty sure it's like. I'm pretty sure it's like uh, filming. I don't think it's filming yet, or maybe it is. Maybe maybe it has. Um. Yeah, I don't think they started filming yet. But it is coming. There was just an update in August. Uh, but it is coming. And that District 9 was... Was the Halo concept, basically. Halo. Correct. So, you know, I don't, I don't know. <laughs> Again, what are they doing? What are they doing? Uh, Tron Ares is in production now, Mr. Black at Disney. Uh, who is also... The, you know, they're going to go ahead with Jerry Leto starring and filming uh is beginning in august so um, uh, I, i'm gonna say again why i hate jared why? leto I, there's not a lot of i mean i don't know him personally but i fucking can't stand it's morbid time 
I just can't fucking stand Jared Leto. I don't know how this dude continues to get work. He's it's clearly fucking... very good at convincing people that he should be doing something. Like, he has to be. That or he has the greatest agent who has ever agented. It's just like, and he's a good actor, but like, Jesus, fuck. He's just, he's just so over the fucking top, man. He's just so in his own fucking head and just, he's such a pretentious actor. There's just nothing. I, I just like, and I, and I, I love me some dude, the, the Tron. I love Tron. I think his shit is heavily underrated. I dude, really the do. Tron legacy was a fucking dope. Movie. I, fire, I, I watch I it once IMAX. a year. Bro, in IMAX, that shit was, it's IMAX 3D. That shit was fire. That shit was fucking the soundtracks, the oh my visuals. God. Yeah, okay, the script was like, okay. But you're but not like, expecting the script to be God tier no. for Tron. You don't need it to be. No. Uh, anyway, I, I just, I, I, anyway, I heard Jared Leto here and I'm just like, I just roll my eyes. As soon as I read Jared Leto, I was like, man, I would have watched it. Yeah. I probably now I don't know. Because I'm a fucking. <laughs> Sure as shit didn't watch Morbius and I never Bro, who the fuck looks no at how Morbius went and go, you know what we should headline our the next Tron? Jared Leto. <laughs> like how do you watch him be the Joker and like make weird cat noises for two and a half hours and then try to like tell the world that the movie wasn't as good because they cut out thirty minutes of him fucking monologuing in cat voice? Like and then go, yeah. That's the guy we need. Jared fucking Leto. Come on. Come on. Man. The guy, I swear to God, the guy's an actual vampire. The, the, the worst part about it is, is like, he doesn't age. So like, he's probably going to keep working for like 20, 30 years. Like his age, the age that he can represent on screen is. Yeah, it's just like, fuck me, man. Just go away. Leave Hollywood, please. <laughs> I really did think that when Morbius did the thing where they got baited by the internet into re-releasing it and and like just torched money. I really thought that Jared was going to go away for a while. Like I thought that was it, but apparently not. No. Apparently not. Uh it appears Mr. Black that Mr. Alec Baldwin is in fact getting charged with involuntary manslaughter following that tragic death uh, of the uh, of the uh, producer. I believe it was one of the producers. Uh, she, I think she was a producer on the no, set. No, she of... was. Um, she was. Uh, I think she was like the assistant director. I think she was. The oh, AD. May- maybe was she like a? Yeah, she was like I guess behind a camera. Yeah, uh, she was. Yeah, she was behind the camera at the time. Yeah. Uh. So yeah. So anyway, Alec Baldwin actually paid off the family um already so like mm-hmm. there isn't a civil suit but the state yeah the state is going, going they're going after him for negligence because he is a producer of the film and they're basically saying that um uh they the producers cut corners and the armor that they got was her first time on the job but she is in the family i guess of another famous armor um in the business And because they had such a small budget, they cut corners and she ended up loading the gun with, uh, with a, a real, how does live live rounds even make it onto the set? Couldn't tell you, but basically where they're going at is he's getting two charges. One is like involuntary manslaughter. And then there was a something, I think negligence or something. Um, and, uh, yeah, the, I think at most he's he, he's going to be doing up to 18 months in jail. 
Uh, I highly doubt he'll get jail time. The high, I think the highest fine, they are felonies. Um, so like if he does go, he's like actually going to prison. Um, but what's going to end up happening is he'll, and the, uh, person who, I don't know if it was the armor. I'd have to go check, but I don't know if it was the armor or somebody else. They've already pleaded guilty to some sort of thing. And they ended up basically getting a slap on the wrist, but they're going to end up testifying against Alec Baldwin oh. in court. And it's probably why they got a deal and they, they, they admitted guilt. Um, so anyway, uh, long story short. Oh, also Alec Baldwin made the husband, I think a producer on the film, um, gave uh, paid, paid off the family, gave him a, a credit, um, did a bunch of stuff thought that it was going to be over, but then the state was like, nah, bitch, um, because it didn't happen in, in, in LA or New York. I forget. I was forget it new, where was it was. New Mexico. Was it, was it New Mexico? Yeah, you're I'm right. Not it's sure. not, you're right. It, it's in not, that I don't think it was over in New York. It and was, it's a democratic, it was... it's a democratic ran state, um, where, where they're at. So they're, they're going after them and they're the, in the, I think the female, I think it's a female judge. She's looking to make an example out of because there's too many deaths in Hollywood and it just gets swept under the rug and there's too much shit that goes on. And, uh, yeah. So unfortunately true. Oh, it is true. hundred percent. So something's going to happen to him. Is he going to go to prison? Don't think so. But, um, you know, this isn't over yet. And somebody deserves to get fucking Bro, somebody, somebody died. Let's be real. Somebody lost their life, dude. Let's not tiptoe around this. Somebody literally, I think it was the guy actually, that's who who admitted guilt. The guy who said it was a it was a cold gun, but it wasn't actually a cold gun. So he actually admitted um, guilt and took a plea deal. Um, and I do believe he's the one that's going to be testifying against um, Alec Baldwin and another person is being charged. Um, but yeah, the reason why he's on the hook is because Alec Baldwin is basically running the show there. And, uh, you know... And evidently didn't check the gun himself. And he, he also just, pulled the trigger. He just took... Well, he told everyone that the trigger pulled itself. Remember? He Listen, said he never died. fired the gun. Yes. Somebody somebody died. Nobody for a minute thinks that he fucking purposely murdered somebody. No. But it's very clear that they were cutting corners. They didn't get real professionals to do the job. And somebody got killed in the process. Not, so, not not that I saw everything that happened around this, but I watched. I did watch some stuff in, in, in an interview or two that he did uh, after the fact. And the one thing that just and I don't know. Alec is always. I mean, the Baldwin brothers. Almost all the Baldwin brothers have had trouble in some form or another throughout their yeah. career. And. I don't know if it's just because they've just gotten real good at putting on a face when they give interviews and shit uh, when something goes wrong in the family. But when I was watching him describe what happened, like it, like it, it was, it was like there, there wasn't a hell of a lot going on there. Like if I, if, if I accidentally pulled uh, a, or if I pulled the trigger on a gun that was supposed to be, you know, blanks on set and I kill somebody. Even though I know in my heart that's not my like it, it wasn't necessarily my fault. I w- if I didn't check the gun, I would at least feel enormous 
enormous weight of responsibility for that, but also just by proxy of having killed somebody, whether it was accidental or not, I would feel fucking abysmal, and every time I talked about it, I'd probably be a mess, and watching him talk about it was just like... Yeah, I mean, everybody deals with that stuff differently. I mean, I I don't know how I would act. Obviously, thinking about it, I'd be fucking... I'd be no good, but like, I don't know. Maybe he's still in shock. Maybe he's, you know, uh, who knows? Who knows? Maybe he's thinking I'm about not, his I'm career. I'm not saying he, he doesn't, doesn't care. Want to. No, I'm not saying he doesn't he care. Cares. But yeah, like, yeah. but it just, it just, it's hard. I, I it's hard. Like, if he I goes know. to court and he's, and like, they're looking at that, like him having talked about it, is that, which I'm sure they'll pull that shit up, him talking about since he said he never pulled the trigger. It's, it's going to be hard if there was ever a jury involved for people to look at that. And you're right, people deal with shit differently. Not everyone is just, like, emotionally out, like, Some exterior all the time. Some people, like, Some people laugh, they just they they, shut They don't down. handle well. But it's never, it's so hard, it makes it very difficult to sympathize yeah. when that's no, the I case. Get it. I get so, it. He killed somebody, you yeah. know, and it wasn't purpose. I don't think anybody believes for a second it was. But at the end of the day, somebody deserves... There needs to be some some retribution. There needs to be some responsibility. And if you're running the show and you're a producer and you're calling the shots and you're hiring these people and you're you know you're vetting to everyone corners, on you're set, every, correct? Um, <laughs> the it, buck it's on stops you. It's on you. It's your responsibility, man. It's like if you throw a party at your house, it's your house. If something fucking goes down at your house. You're, you're, you know, you're on the fucking hook. You might not do do something purposely, but if somebody fucking slips and falls, some shit goes down, whatever, like you know, you're gonna be looked at. You know, it's just the way it is. It's the way it goes. It's just the way it when you're goes. when you're responsible. Listen, when if you're if if you can reap all of the rewards and benefits of creating a, a successful film, and you're gonna bring in millions of dollars tens of millions of dollars and some blockbusters a billion dollars or more and you can you can graciously accept that but when shit hits the fan and it fucking goes bad you also need to accept the responsibility of a failure true you can't have it one way or another you gotta you're running the show it's your responsibility period it's kind of like it's kind of like when, and I'm sure he will accept responsibility and everything. I don't, he doesn't strike me as the type of guy that's going to fucking just forever dodge it. Um, but yeah, he needs to re- expect responsibility. But like, it, your point is, is correct. If you're, if you're going to be at the top of something and reaping all the benefits, you got to admit, you got to admit when you're, that you are leading the ship. And so if shit goes wrong, you can't just constantly pass blame to those below you because... <laughs> You're ultimately the one at the head trying to be. You're supposed to be overseeing. That's your job. You're, you're over. You are overseeing everything. It's like Eves Gimo at, at Ubisoft when he came out with that statement last week, and it was like every like saying to the developers in the email, "It's on you. You got to work harder. The ship's going down." And everyone was like, "Fucking come again." What position in the company do you hold right now? Like, I believe it's the CEO. You've been there for a really fucking long time. And suddenly, everything is not your fault. It's the fault of the person getting paid 65, 70 grand to do software engineering at some low level at the company. Like, fuck it. What are you talking about, bro? This is on you. You got to yep. take responsibility. Yep. Well, that's all I've got for uh, for movies and uh, and TV. Unless there's something I missed that you caught. Um, Avatar update. Where are we at? One point eight. One point nine billion. Oh, 
So we are a hundred million away. It is officially the seventh or sixth. It is the sixth biggest film of all time. Um, biggest movies of all time. We could just pass Spider Man or some shit. I think, or one yes, of the it did. was it one of the Spider Man movies? No Way Home. Yeah, it passed No Way Home. So yeah, so now it's number six with one point. Uh, one billion nine hundred twenty-eight million. Spider-Man: No Way From Home was one billion nine hundred twenty-one million. It needs a hundred and twenty million more dollars to hit to beat Avengers: Infinity War. Um, and then it'll only need another eleven million past that to beat Star Wars: The Force Awakens. Hmm. Um, don't think it's gonna reach Titanic. That's almost at two point two billion. So I mean, that would have to make like another. A That's a big jump. Up, a big jump. But I think it's safe to say that this movie will beat... Uh, it will definitely beat Avengers Infinity War and will likely beat Star Wars. I think it's going to come in the fourth. So James Cameron will have the number one grossing movie of all time, the number three grossing movie of all time, and the number four of all time. Three of and the he's got five. more avatars coming. Three more. Or, t- I, well, uh, what are they on? Two? Yeah, three more. So, I mean, it could literally be Avatar after Avatar after <laughs> Avatar after Avatar. <laughs> Crazy. Absolutely nuts. Okay, well, we'll wait and see how. Uh, and I'm, I'm really interested to see what the numbers are for the re-release like we talked about last week for Titanic. I'm, I'm very intrigued with how that will do upon release. Uh, see what kind of numbers it pulls in. I mean, I'm not, I'm not expecting it. I don't think it'll do crazy. It, it, no. it might make like 30, 40 million bucks in its run. Something, yeah. something along those lines. Who knows? Yeah. But with all this hype around Avatar and stuff, you never know. Maybe everybody's on the, 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 the James Cameron bandwagon and they'll, everybody will run out and see it. Uh, other than that, I guess that's it. Uh, Milf Manor, I believe that's the name of that show. It Doesn't started. that kick off? It started uh, like four days ago, and you're right. Uh, I, Was I, did I right? read up on it. It is all of the mom's sons. I knew it. Yeah, and apparently it's gold. I haven't. Kale and I are waiting for it to because I think it comes out weekly. Kale and I are just waiting for it to to run its course. We're not watching anything of it, and then we're gonna binge that bitch. Oh my god, dude! And apparently it's a dumpster fire well the synopsis the synopsis is a bunch of old women dating each other's sons that alone is a dumpster fire just to read that sentence it hurts my brain to think about it (laughs) yeah i read something uh, i I read something uh, like the headline was like 21 year old you know with like 50 something year old woman or and it's somebody's somebody's mom and then like they're fighting or some shit i don't know what happened bro but i can't wait i just can't holy shit my body is ready I saw a plane. Uh, I went and saw a plane last night. Oh, oh, how that Gerard go? Butler. Um, uh, I'm, I am, I'm a sucker for these types of movies. I actually went to the theater to watch it. The Gerard Butler action flick. Yeah, I love them. I, I, I you know, he. They're Gerard fun to Butler, watch. Yeah, they're fun, dude. The, the, all those Olympus has fallen movies and stuff. Like they're all really fucking solid. Those are some of Anne's favorite acting. movies to watch. Are those they're, movies? Oh, she likes that. She'll like playing, man. So when that shit comes on streaming. It's oh, yeah. not a movie you got to run out to the theater and watch by any means. It's definitely a movie that you can watch at home and still fucking enjoy it just as oh, much. Oh, yeah. But, uh, dude, it, it, the, it was... The script was okay. There was a couple of parts where you got to, like, really be like, okay, uh, this is... 
there are some really big uh, parts in the movie that you're like, there's no way in fuck that like they would, they, <laughs> they would do these sort of, th- it's kind of a realistic, it's, it's, I think it's the same director from, um, um, oh, fuck. It's a couple, couple of good action movies. Listen, the action is good. Um, there's tons of it. I mean, the fucking shit starts like the shit goes, the premise is really cool. Uh, but you, but the airplane company, I'll just say this, the airplane company, the, the things that they do behind sort of the government's, um, let's just, let's just say it makes no fucking sense, (laughs) like how they could actually do that shit, but it works for the movie. Because nobody's going there going, I need, you know, perfection. You just want to see Gerard Butler and friends have, you know, have some really cool action sequences. There's some cool kills. Um, it takes some twists and turns. Um, it's relatively predictable, but it's fun. It's fun. That's the, it's that's the, that's fun. the magic. You know, there's a, a pocket of films that, you know, you can just go and watch and you know, you don't have to overthink it. You're just going to have a good time watching it. And Gerard Butler action films are like near yep. the top of that genre of uh, of of film. Uh, oh, before I forget, I didn't write it down. Of course, I have to mention our boy, Brendan Fraser. Won mm. his award for, uh, for uh, The Whale. Bro, I watched that shit on Twitter as his speech. I was like fucking, I was a mess. And then I watched Key run over to him afterwards yeah. and, and fucking they're hugging and they're crying in each other's faces. And I was like, God damn, I can't take all these feels at two o'clock in the fucking morning. And I like everything that came out was just everyone in the industry loves Brendan fucking Frazier. And they're all so they happy for this dude. And apparently, I have to see this movie. Brian told me, when he was doing Electric, he and his girl went to go see The Whale, and Brian was like, that movie was fucking insane. It was amazing. And if Brian says it was amazing, shit, now I gotta go fucking see The Whale at some point. Yeah, I'm gonna watch it oh for sure. Oh my god. Uh, he said it was tough to watch. He said there was like 15 people in the theater. Everyone was crying. Every single person in the theater was fucking crying. Because it's such a heavy, heavy movie. Uh, he said, he said when he went in, cause he doesn't watch a lot of trailers. He said, he just saw like a clip of a trailer at some point where like the character was standing up and he was like, oh, so like in his head, he was thinking there's going to be like, this is like the redemption is him actually going to, you know, become better and do the thing. No, 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 no. It happens like all in a house. It's like in fucking it's one, one house. room, dude, like yeah. one house, like one and a half rooms, yeah. like five actors. And yeah. that's the entire show. I'm and in. like fucking crazy. I'm in. I'm in. So congratulations and congratulations to Key for also winning uh, an award for everything, everywhere, all at once. Uh, and there was a round table. I think I was it was it Vanity Fair that I did it. I saw it. I watched it. it was so it was it was they yeah. So it was Brendan Key yeah. and um, what's his name? Uh, was it Colin? Colin Farrell. Carol, Colin Farrell. And then there was um, uh, two more. There was a guy yeah. who played Elvis, and then there was a, yep. a, 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 a black young guy. black man uh, that I don't played, know his name. Uh, yeah, he played. Um, I think it's in a he war played... movie war movie but i but the character is gay and yes, um yeah and, and and the director i'm pretty sure the director it was loosely based was, on them or their on, experience correct correct yeah and i hear good things about that too dude so that I gotta round check table that. I, it was fire yeah it was good oh my god was i was good. glued to the fucking a lot of sc- talent a lot of talent but you know what i you know what made me feel good 
Hollywood is so fake. They found like they found like a small subsection of the realest motherfuckers in Hollywood and yeah. everyone was so honest and listening intently and invested in what everyone else at the table. There was zero ego at yeah. that fucking table. And it was so refreshing because I've seen a lot of these roundtables and it just becomes like everyone's just kind of like they, they can't get out of their own fucking bullshit mm-hmm. to have mm-hmm. a conversation. Everyone at this table was just raw. It was so fucking good to watch. I love I love watching those roundtables now, especially if they're like people in there I know are going to be good to watch. Like, oh, my God, dude. Uh, fun, fun, uh, fun to watch. But, yeah, I got to see the whale. And then I, I, I guess there was, I, I, I should probably see that movie that uh, the, the younger black gentleman was in too. That's, uh, that's apparently really good. Uh, yeah, so it's I'll, like a war, it's a war film. Yeah. I do believe. Yeah, yeah. 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 Anyway, I think that's it now, which means that's it's time it. to move on to. Tech. Support. Patreon.com slash like TV if you want to financially support this podcast to keep the wheels moving. $10 or more a month gets you a couple of perks, but chiefly, for now, you can ask us questions each and every week on a thing we call tech support. I post something, I uh, post a post on Patreon, uh, and uh, you can ask your questions in the comments section, and we give you some answers in the time that we have. What do we got this week? Hmm. Yano asks, you're on your deathbed. I feel like it. Uh, and you get to have a choice to keep living as a young and healthy person, but in virtual reality for eternity, like the Black Mirror episode. Do you go for it? No. Get me out the game! Bruh. <laughs> no. It's a big no for me, dog. It's a big no. Sometimes it's kind you, just of... need to, you just need to go to rest sometimes, you know? You live your life, just move on. It's it's kind of like the uh, similar question, like, would you like to be immortal? And the answer to that for me is always no. No. Because it sounds like a good idea until you realize that, you know, if you're the only one that is immortal and you're just watching, you you get attached to people and it goes in a cycle and then like 2,000 years go by mm-hmm. and you've known and experienced and gone through and then eventually like, does emotion even fucking exist for you anymore because you've just gone through all the all those cycles over and over and you're still the only one around? That's just a bad time. The, the entire premise of Kaim, the main character from Lost Odyssey, is that he is immortal. And, he, and those questions are, are talked about in great detail in some of the greatest short stories I've ever read called A Thousand Years Dreams, where it's chronicling his experiences as somebody who does not die. And he's not just immortal in the sense that he doesn't die from age. He literally cannot die. He's hit by a meteor in the first five minutes of the fucking game and walks away unscathed. And he just looks completely nonplussed and depressed about it because ultimately he's been around for thousands of years and has watched people that he's loved grow and die and grow and die and experience war and everything and the world hasn't changed but the you know all of those existential things that come along with immortality so i agree would i be in for it Nah, take me out i'm done i played my chips it's time for some sleep uh oh that's this is weird uh a dent says the city that i am living in is considering banning tobogganing might be one of the most random things i've read in a while What's something that you enjoyed as a kid that is or will likely be illegal for your own children? That's a good question. There's probably some stuff, but can I think of them is the question. Uh, Tobogganing, though. What the fuck? Somebody get taken out by a toboggan or some shit? Like, what the fuck? Mm. 
that I enjoyed as a kid that could be illegal in the future? That's tough. That is tough. I don't know. I don't know if anything... Well, there's lots... That's a good example. So there's a lot of playground equipment that we had growing up as kids that just, they don't exist anymore. That is true. Because the kids were just getting fucking murked, like constantly on on the jungle gyms and shit. And so, like, if you go to a playground now and you look at it, you don't even know what half of that shit's used for anymore because you're just like, it looks just like random bullshit plopped on the ground and the kids know what they're doing, but everyone else is looking at it like, this looks like, this looks like weird fucking, uh, uh, you know, uh, uh, art from some museum where they're trying to sell it for millions of dollars. Uh, but yeah, you can't really, like, I think, I think when we were in like high school, I wanted to say that they removed monkey bars from where we used to go to school. For that reason, kids were just like even when I was in elementary school. Oh, one of the did things you hear, did you hear about? Sorry to cut you off. Yeah, no, 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 no. Just, just just because it adds to this. Yeah, yeah. But did you did you hear about the um the 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 water park that um that was extremely dangerous for kids, and they ended up calling it the class action park because it, it was just class action lawsuits nonstop. <laughs> what? And they would they would they would let children go on these like huge it's actually i actually think it might be a netflix yeah it's actually a netflix they did no, a it's little on documentary HBO. it's on hbo like i'm gonna uh, i'll post you a link so that you can fucking take okay. a look at it on the side but um yeah apparently it was a, a water park that they just let people fucking do whatever and people would get fucking murked all the time <laughs> these huge slides that like were super steep people would just like break their arms their fucking legs everything and they ended up just calling it the class action park you ever heard about this no i have never heard about that i'm watching the trailer right now i heard about this on the joe rogan podcast and uh joey diaz was talking about this place and uh i didn't even actually know that this was a um a documentary so i'm probably gonna end up watching this but apparently this place was an actual death trap for kids and the parents would just go there. Dude, there was, like, bungee jumping with, like, not proper harnesses. Fucking you name it. They had everything. People were getting fucked. Bro, this trailer is just full of stuff that I'd look at, and I'd be like, who, like, what parent looked at this and said, yeah, that's fine. Yeah. Yeah, it's called Class Action Park. Wow. That's yeah. fucking crazy. So that that kind of reminds me of when you were talking about stuff that's just not safe for that's, kids. Yeah. So like the monkey bars, like I remember when we I was in elementary school, one of the things that they were constantly trying to get kids not to do was climb on top of them. So like they're meant to just, you know, hand, hand over hand and you're only a couple feet off the ground. But kids would like, if you had enough, you know, the athletic kids would grab monkey bars and then swing their feet up mm. and then crawl up to the top of the monkey bars or hang upside down, you know, by their, their knees or their feet or whatever. And like you'd have like the, 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 the school monitors, you know, usually there were like, you, you know, uh, volunteer parents that were just like watching the kids at recess time and, and whatnot. And they'd be losing their minds. They'd be like, stop climbing on the monkey, 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 monkey. And, and so, you know, that, that was an example. Because kids would, like, fall up, like, break a fucking arm. You know, like, you know, uh, you know, shatter a fucking joint or some shit. I mean, even as a kid, I don't even know if they have teeter-totters anymore. It, Do they have uh, seesaws? Yes. Yes. Okay, because, like, I know, yeah. I've, I've told a story before. I literally shattered a guy's fucking collarbone by just, like, I, was, oh, I oh, outweighed sure. him. And I just threw my weight into the ground. And he fucking, like, sent to the sun and yeah. came down on his collarbone. I went so, to, um, in the summer... We we go to like 
playgrounds and stuff. And uh, some of them are old school and they're just not fucking safe. Like there's just shit where I'm like, oh my God, I would never let Kai just run through this. Like it's a disaster waiting to happen. But then uh, there are some parks that like now they'll have like almost cushions underneath everything. So they'll have, yeah, so they'll have, it's it's not necessarily a cushion, but it's 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 almost. Oh, are you talking about like the semi rigid but soft rubber that they put around yes. everything? Yeah, yes. yeah and yeah, then yeah. they got like a bunch of almost like um, chipped wood. Yeah, uh, chips yeah, all over the place to like soften the fall. Yeah, so they have that in some place. But when I was a kid, man, it was a fucking <laughs> pavement. Oh, it was pavement, <laughs> pavement and death and tears and blood and just like that was just it. But we were yeah. kids, man. It, it was just, like pe- you know. it was like gravel. It was like pea stone. And and but the pea stone because the kids would just constantly run around and they'd like dig the fucking stone and shit. It was just bare patches of pavement, like yeah. fucking everywhere. And and it was just a I. I and then I remember uh, they probably. I wonder if they have a maximum height on swings now because the swings that we had at our elementary school, the swing set was like the top of the swing, so the top bar was like fifteen feet tall. And so and the and the chains were all the way down from the top and so when you got a big swing on you could see the top of the school like you were mm. literally like only about 50, 20 feet or so from the school and then you'd, you'd swing all the way up and you could see the roof line of the fucking school and you swing back and it's huge and then kids of course like like and i would do the same we had all that pea gravel and they dumped a bunch of it there you jump off the swing at the fucking peak you're, you're yeeting yourself like 12 feet in the fucking air off a swing and like yep. like no wonder kids are getting fucking murked they're just out here they're savages the kids don't know what the fuck they're doing so uh yeah i'm not surprised i would say probably playground equipment's the best example it's changed it's still there mm-hmm. but it's changed pretty dramatically uh since we were kids and probably for good reason honestly yeah, i they think should... that's a, i think that's a good one to pick yeah for sure uh let's see fuck that that trailer that was God, the fuck how like even if it's not been like closed down like as a parent you gotta look at that and be like no what the fuck man they, they were like kids yeeting themselves over the side of a fucking waterfall what the hell uh let's see turkey or chicken asks henry chicken i think for if it was if i'm eating it daily chicken um on average Turkey's like technically healthier, but it's harder to not be dry as shit. Chicken, you can exactly, get less. Exactly, man. Like chicken, you can fuck up and still like. Yeah, it's kind of okay. You know? Yeah, yeah. Turkey, you got like a five minute window, and it goes from edible to sawdust. Oh yeah, bro. And dry ass turkey? Nah, that ain't it. And with turkey, you pretty much have to have a gravy or some kind of sauce because the shit is fucking dry. Unless you've got like the nicest, moistest, freshest turkey straight off the press and you're basically bathing it in butter like like ahead of time like you're taking like an entire fucking block and stuffing it underneath the fucking skin so that you know and then leaving the turkey rest for like three hours after you cook it to maintain moisture like you have to do a lot chickens like you do all you have to do is make sure the temperature is good pop it out the you're done you're good that's it you you know it's hard to fuck up uh philip asks or philippe Asks, fuck, Mary kill. Oh, it's good though. Here we go. You ready for this? Mm-hmm. Godzilla, King Kong, and a Yager mech from Pacific Rim. I'm killing but, Godzilla. Okay. I'm marrying the mech. Okay. 
And I'm fucking uh, King Kong. Are you fucking King Kong or is King Kong fucking you? I'm fucking King Kong. <laughs> I'm putting it. I'm showing him who the fucking alpha is. <laughs> Bro, he's going to rip your King dick King. right off. He's going to reach oh, back yeah. and rip your dick right I'm not off. even going to be able to get in. Like, you know what I mean? But whatever. I'm going to I'm gonna try. <laughs> My answer is actually the same as yours. Uh, it's, it's, it's the, that's the that's correct answer. How can answer. you not marry the mech? You know I, that's saying? the easy choice for sure. Yeah. Uh, Les asks, have you ever been, or have you guys ever been to Newfoundland? If not, do you think you'll ever go? Yes. If so, what do you recommend people going to check out while you're there? Oh, well, I, I don't know. I've, I've only been to Newfoundland twice in my life, and I was really young. It's like for, yeah. I think, my dad's, like, baseball. Uh, he had, like, some ball tournaments a year. Like, mm. fuck, I was a teenager. Um, so I've been there twice. Um, so I can't even tell you what to go, where to do. Like, obviously they've got what, uh, St. John street or whatever it is. Like the main, uh, oh, just George, that's, that's uh, George, George street, George street, that's which it, is sorry. nothing but bars bars. Yeah. It's, it's, it's yeah. That's I would go there. Cause that's like the lively place <laughs> where you're going to drink and eat and, you know, gather and stuff outside of that. I honestly couldn't fucking tell you. I really, truly can't. Yeah, I mean, the, the thing about Newfoundland is that it's not hard. They have a really good um, tourist, you know, their, their their tourist board is really fucking good. So if you go to their website, like the, the province's website, they will give you infinite things to go and look and do. The secret about Newfoundland is that other than getting absolutely wasted on George Street, which you could 100% fucking do, and do it, you could do it several times. There's enough bars there, you keep you busy for a few days. The... The majority of Newfoundland and Labrador is for people who are outdoors people. There is an enormous amount of beautiful hikes and outdoor activities to take part in in Newfoundland. Of course, the time of year largely determines what you're going to be able to do there. It is Newfoundland, so it does get cold, snowy fucking weather for a lot of the year, um, especially if you travel a little bit further up into Labrador. But yeah, it's it's a beautiful province, Very some of the nicest people you ever fucking meet in your life. Uh, and if you go and you're really trying to get into it, go to George Street, find a place, tell them you want to get screeched in. See what happens. There you go. Um, I've personally been a couple of times. Um, there is a cool place you can go. Coincidentally, talked about, uh, Valheim. There's Viking settlements in Newfoundland that you can go and visit. And that's kind of a fun, a, a cool activity. They do a really good job of, uh, walking you through, uh, the Viking settlement locations that are in the area. Uh, and then other than that, again, it's just the whole, the whole province is fucking beautiful for people that like going hiking and stuff. So that's, that's definitely what you would want to do. Uh, Volkus. Well, along with the, bo- the tobogganing question, we got, uh, got any good sledding stories? I remember vividly taking a GT snow racer down a hill near St. Vincent University on the Bedford Basin. Hell of a steep hill. Got some good speed from it. Uh, my uh, story is also in a GT racer. Yeah. Uh, down an old school hill, uh, like one of my elementary school, which had a, uh, a double hill on it that was basically fucking, like... I, I don't know, 60 fucking degrees. Like you basically dropped off a cliff and then it was a short straight and then another hill and then you went out into the soccer field that went off for like, I don't know, uh, 300 feet or so uh, before you hit the fence line. And so every year, lots of kids would go there. And what would happen is that hill would get, because it was a hill and high up, it would get, it's all ice. The whole thing's fucking ice the whole way down. There is no snow. You're, you're planting your sled on a sheet of ice and you are rocketing your ass out into the other side of the field on whatever you choose. The really insane people were going like, you remember crazy carpets? 
Mm-hmm. Uh, people well, that's, using... that's my story. Okay, so there's I, crazy, I crazy carpets. Guy. I was in the GT. I convinced my dad to buy me a GT racer. I loved that thing. Uh, and I, I went down. I had the Brett Hall edition. I actually came with a poster. I didn't give a fuck about Brett Hall, but I hung it in my bedroom anyway because you're a kid and you get a poster, you fucking put it up in your bedroom. And I got out there and I went down the hill and a kid walked out in front mm. after I was at the very bottom of the hill. And I'm max speed. And they do have brakes on them, the GTs. They're like literally metal fucking rakes that you jam your feet into. But the problem is it's all ice. You can't stop that quickly, no matter how hard you're pressing into these fucking brakes. And so I full-on cleaned this kid right off his feet. Fucking hammered him. And of course, I'm a big kid, so I outweighed this kid like three to fucking one. I hit him full force. He does like three fucking flips, both boots, off his fucking feet like he got hit by a goddamn car because, you know, they're kids. They're barely, like, tying their shit. So their boots are everywhere. Kid does, like, three flips, like, a fucking lands on the ground, thankfully not on his head. And I end up still, like, all the way down the other end because I can't stop fast enough. Parents are running over. Oh, little Timmy, are you okay? Oh, my God. And then turn on me. How dare you fucking run my son over? Whatever. My, my, my dad came over. He's like, what did you expect my son to be able to do? Your child... Literally ran out in front of them. There's no way to stop. Do you see this hill? It's all ice. And the, and the and the dad was like, "Come on, dear. It's fine. It's whatever." Because the mom was just losing her shit. We were like, "Little Timmy was fine. There's no fucking. He's a kid. They're like they're like mate. They're like cats. They always like they always fucking like land soft. They're okay. They they're not strong enough to like get rigid and break something. They just they're like pliable. So he just he's just like 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 a six flips, hit the ground, got up, and he's like, "Hoo-hoo! But the mom was salty as shit. So anyway, that's my. That's my sled story. What do you, you had a crazy carpet uh, story? Yeah, crazy carpet. Elementary school. I think I was in the fifth, fourth or fifth grade. Um, yeah, it was after school, um, like in the evening. It mm. might have even been during a weekend. It was during a weekend. It was on a Saturday, and mm. uh, um, I was uh, in the back of the school. There was a, a steep hill in the back. A bunch of a. Uh, 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 my school friends, we all went there to go tobogganing and whatnot. I had a crazy carpet. And the, you want to explain hill... it to the folks at home that okay. they don't know what a crazy carpet okay. is? So a crazy carpet is basically a thick piece of of plastic, but it's but it's bendable. It's like very it, it's it's almost like um it rolls almost, up if you let it, it, it will curl up on itself, correct. kind of a, yeah. Correct. But it's it's basically like a, thi- I shouldn't say thick, it's a thin piece of plastic. Yeah. But, um, you know, it's, it's probably Super about- Super polished bottom, like crazy yes. smooth bottom. Very, very smooth. I would say it's probably about, uh, maybe a, about twice as thick as a water bottle mm. in terms of thickness, might even be a little bit less. And the, the bottom is just like greased the fuck. Right. It's super, it's super slippery. So, and it's got two little, um, like like holes, holes holes at the top. You guys just have to Google crazy carpets. I don't even know if they still make them. Probably not Uh, (laughs) a thick yoga mat. So yeah, it's, it's like a plastic yoga mat essentially. Right. And, um, I was on top of the hill and I go down this hill and it's fucking fast. And this was my very first slide of the day. And I'm sliding down, and I lose control, and I end up letting go, but I'm still, I'm kind of just laying on it, like, stomach-wise, and I'm going down the hill now head first instead of kind of sitting back on it. And uh, at the bottom, there's, like, big banks of snow, like, kind of where you just hit the bank of snow and kind of stop. 
because then it would go basically into pavement because it was like right behind the school parking lot. So uh, the snowbank would stop. But unfortunately, this time, because we didn't uh, we didn't really check the snow was was ice. It was like fucking it was it was not soft. So when I went down, I hit it. I smashed my collarbone. I broke my collarbone uh, on this. And I didn't know I had broken my collarbone. Like I knew it was fucking sore shit and it was like bruised really bad. It was my right collarbone. And, uh, you know, I was walking around. I was like, fuck. And uh, I obviously stopped and I went home. The pain was really bad, but I was scared to tell my parents because I didn't want to get in trouble. Because my parents was always like, you know, watch where you're going. Don't be an idiot type thing. You know, we're trusting to go out there and play with the boys, right? And I was like, just at that age where I had independence, but like, I still had to be home before dark. And like, you know, it was very specific things. And uh, I was just scared to tell my parents. So I never told them. And it was a Saturday, woke up in the morning and I had Sunday school. So this is when I was still in Sunday school. The Sunday school bus came, pick us up at the house. Um, I got on the bus, take us to Sunday school. I was in church and basically in the church, the adults would be up, up top doing the, doing their thing. And then the kids would basically go down to the basement and have like, they, we do like a little Sunday, uh, Sunday school lesson. And then we would go and play. So we did the lesson. And then when we, after, and I was in pain the whole time. Like I was like, I couldn't, like, I couldn't move my arm that well. I was trying to fight it. And, uh, all of a sudden, they were like, okay, we're done this. Let's go to the little gymnasium, and we're going to skip rope. So we started skipping rope, and they were doing double dutch, and it was my turn. And when I got there, and I started jumping, oh, oh no. my God, bro. Oh, the no. pain was insane. And the Sunday school teacher noticed that I was in agony, and she was like, is everything okay? I remember she brought me over to the side, and I started crying. Like instantly, right? Because <laughs> you knew Cause that I, she figured it out. She's gonna figure out that something was wrong, and then my yeah. and my parent, my 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 parents weren't even there. Like I was just there with the kids. Like parents weren't even at church. They would basically pick up the kids, and then we would we would go, and then they drop us home. Um. So she ends up calling calling my parents. My parents. I don't even remember who came down. I don't know. I was probably my mom. <laughs> they come down, and the, the the girl asked me, "Can I see? Like, where does it hurt?" So I take my shirt off, and lo and behold, I didn't even look at it. It was fucked. There were, it was bruised to shit all right there. You, like, you could see, like, wasn't, like, you could see kind of something popping. Like, it wasn't through the skin, but, like, you could tell shit was broke, and the shit was fucked. They're like, you need to go to the hospital. So you end up going to the hospital, and they're like, yeah, it's broken. So then they had to, like, push it into place, and then they put me in a sling. And then I was the coolest kid at school for, like, <laughs> you know, six months or however long I had the cat. I had a sling and a cast. Um, and yeah, I just had everybody sign my stuff, but oh, of course. That, that was, yeah, yeah, that was, uh, you know, that was my only Fuck. time I've ever really been hurt, like tobogganing or whatever, crazy a, carpets a, and, a, and never went on a crazy carpet again. Never. Well, no, they're instead they're, they, they got a, their name for a reason. They're, they're literally crazy. You had to be insane to use one, uh, or be a kid that has no concept of fear for their life. Uh, but like the snow banks is true. The snow banks are like, uh, like a, a a rain puddle at night while driving. You can see it. You think it's a rain puddle, but you don't know how deep that shit is. Yeah. You you don't you don't know. So you yeah, just assume you go around it every fucking time. Snowbanks, 
You want to you want to believe that you can just dive right into that fucking snowbank? Not this time, bro. It was ice. And it was like it cuz because like I said it was the hill, then there's a parking lot, so the plow had plowed all of the parking lot. So there was huge Oh it yeah. Was, it, it was just huge banks of snow. So oh, yeah. thinking, and I'm the first one to go. It was the first slide of the day. And I go down there and it was the hill was nothing but fucking ice, which should have told me the 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 bottom also was ice. ice. I started getting so much speed that I start I freaked out and I ended up letting go and then now I'm sliding down head first and then whap fucked me right up. Ah uh, ah ouch ouch. Uh Danish asks, what's a bad habit you didn't realize you had until a significant other pointed it out to you? Um uh, chewing my nails and then uh <laughs> what i do is i'll chew my nails and i'll put the the nails on the on my um on my end table like beside the bed oh god i know it's bad and then like i'll forget about it and so <laughs> like i'm constantly grabbing my phone doing whatever next thing you know it dude if i were to go upstairs right now and look under my bed on my side there's probably fingernail uh, kale, kale shits she fucking she hounds me all the time about I'm so bad. And I don't even realize I'm doing it. I don't even uh, fucking realize I'm doing it until it's until it's done. So oh yeah. God. That's that's a bad one. Uh yeah. I don't think and I have it's anything. Gross, too. I don't think I have anything like that. I've never been one to I briefly when I was very young, like in elementary school, I chewed my nails for a very short period of time. Uh just because I knew like four other people that were nail chewers. I, I had no, I had no compulsion to do it. Otherwise, I was just doing it because I like other kids were doing it, and I just thought it was the thing to do. And I, and I, I only did it for like a, you know, a very short period of time, a couple of weeks before I got tired of it. And I never fucking did it again. Like my nails have always been like adamantium, so like everyone else is like successfully fucking like chewing and peeling their nails and shit, and my nails were like fucking metal. And so I'd be there, and I'd get, I'd be chewing, nothing's happening. I'm just fucking chewing my nails, and nothing's fucking happening. So I was like, this is the worst fucking thing ever. So I stopped. So I know, thankfully I never I never did that. But what I do, two things I do. One that's I'll, I'll do it one's gross like yours, is I do uh, chew dead skin off my lip, and I'll I'll just I don't, doesn't matter where I am. I could be in a car. I could be like uh, in the living room. <laughs> and I, I, I don't spit, but I, like I just use the air to like blow it off my tongue. And yeah. I don't know where the fuck that piece of skin goes. It's just fucking like <laughs> off into the ether. Like I do that shit. All the fucking time drives them fucking crazy. But the yeah. one that she, but she doesn't fucking hound me for it very, like almost ever. But what she does hound me for, I, I, I like and it. I, and it makes no sense. But like I, I'm, I'm like my dad. I rub my face a lot, like my eyes and shit. And I'm not, I'm not easy on my face. I'm like fucking pulling my fucking face off whenever I rub it because it just feels good. And she's like, Love, you gotta stop doing that. You're gonna start giving yourself wrinkles and, and you're gonna hurt your eyes and shit and you're gonna look even older than you already are and blah, 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 blah. And I'm like, oh, fuck, I just, but it feels so good. Rubbing your face feels fucking amazing. And so, mm. like, I'll be doing it and I'm trying to do it, like, quietly in bed. And she'll be like, I know you're doing it. And I'm like, fucking goddamn. <laughs> Can't get away with nothing. There you so go. So I would say that's it. All right, last question comes in from Logan. He says, uh, recently I started a new job with a Canadian airline. Uh, my apologies. Uh, what, <laughs> what are you, no, congratulations. What are your favorite and worst parts of flying? Uh, favorite part is. Ooh. I, I'm going to be honest. I have zero things about flying that I enjoy. Yeah, I, I'm Literally zero. Think. 
I hate every aspect of flying airlines. I hate it all. I don't trust the airlines. I trust the pilots, but like, yeah. and like, but I don't. The airlines, fuck them, fuck all of them, fuck them. They're all assholes. They don't even track your bags, as we learn. Somebody in the chat the other day that, that works the airline, uh, uh, not la- was last night, night before, and I was talking about how M had her baggage lost, and I was like, how in the fuck in this year, day and age, and we got a bag tag that gets scanned and everything. How do they not know where every bag is between things? And he said, I got a secret for you, bro. They never fucking scan them anywhere. If they don't appear at the end, they just take the fucking hit. And then they, and then when you when you go to like submit your thing, which is true, when I did to submit yeah. my form, it will ask you, do you expect to use your insurance to claim this? That's crazy. And so like, I fucking hate everything about airline travel. It should be regulated way more than it is. I think everyone agrees it needs to be fucking regulated more than it is because it collapses in on itself all the time, and it's become a more or less necessity in the global you know age. Yeah. And so it needs to it needs to be a lot better than it is, but yeah, fuck it. I hate all aspects of flying. I, there's not one positive yeah. thing. Yeah, I mean, fuck. I got to fly next week, and I'll be honest, I'm not looking forward to it. Um, especially long travel too, when you're going from one side of the country to the other. It's Ugh. just fucking shit. Um, I mean, the best part of the best part of flying is somebody said in I, chat landing. Yeah, I mean, getting to your destination <laughs> is probably the best is the best part. I mean, it's better than driving. Yeah. You know, um, yeah. cause it's just quicker. Um, but I can't really say like, I get excited about going on the airplane. Like I just, it's just not, I get anxiety about it. Cause I'm just like, yeah. I never take bags anymore. I only take carry on ever. When I went to Barcelona for 10 days, carry on I had 10 days worth of shit in a carry on. And I, I'm going to do the same when I go next week. I, because I don't trust it. I don't trust it. I, I've, my baggage has been lost, like Adam said, several times. It's a pain in the ass. They don't give a fuck. Um, yeah, I, I'm just going to go with, I guess, landing, getting to the destination is my favorite part. That's it. <laughs> getting off the plane. It's cathartic. You all yes. be like, thank God that's over. But yeah, it's all, it's all a crapshoot. And it got worse after 9-11 because all the regulations and stuff that came in for uh for safety purposes which well, i'd like okay you do your good. do your yeah. do your thing but what it means is that it, you have to be at the airport like like you're like oh i got my flight is in nine hours shit i better be there in 30 minutes and then you're yeah, like no. because you got like a million things you gotta do i don't you do never that know what the lineup is like i i don't i don't i don't fucking deal with any of that shit anymore that's why i take carry on i don't do check bag i'm usually at the airport one hour before my flight and that's it especially here in halifax our airports are fucking small yeah. You're in and out, right? Uh, Thankfully, so- our airport is like there's there's a lot of traffic that goes through Halifax, but it's it's relatively efficient. Like I've never yeah. like all of my flights the the one place that I've never had any issues. Yeah, it's here. Is here. Yeah, it's everywhere else. It's a fucking. I've never had a, a gong fl- show. Oh, I better. I'm not even gonna jinx it. Don't don't keep my mouth shut. <laughs> and on that, ladies and gentlemen. I'm also going to keep my mouth shut and go edit this podcast and post it on the RSS feeds. That's another Tech Alpha podcast. Thank you very much for joining us today. Hopefully you enjoyed yourself. Patreon.com slash lag TV if you want to financially support this podcast and keep this bad boy going. Mr. Black will not be here next week. He will be celebrating uh, his uh, 25th birthday. Yes. <laughs> uh, I will. I haven't decided yet. I might be able to do it myself because the Xbox event is happening next Wednesday, I believe it was, the 25th. And so if I can manage it, then what I'll do, if there's enough of, there's, if there's enough of a show that a one-man circus can pull off, then you'll see me doing the show, talking about uh, the Xbox uh, event and whatnot. Otherwise, worst-case scenario, 
you will see us the week following that. Thank you very much once again, guys. Until we see you next time, do us a favor, stay safe out there, and peace! Peace!